Hello and welcome to episode 54 of El Vanilla, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and then compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, his sweater is on backwards and inside out. And isn't she ironic? Adam and Grace. <laughs> nice to see you both. Are you both all right? All good. good. Yeah, all I'm good. glad I'm the one that can dress properly. Yeah. <laughs> but just highly ironic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it. And we also have Jonathan and Julia with us from Ranking the Beatles, which is amazing. Hello, hello. Guys, nice to see you. How are you both? Wonderful. Pretty good. Good. Lovely to see the three of you again. Honestly, it's of good course. to be back together. Right? Isn't it? it feels yeah. like we've gotten the band back together. It's it like, it's like, the, uh, it's like the high anthology. School reunion. It's like a high school reunion. I love Aww. it. Like, look, <laughs> look what we've all turned sessions. into. Like, look how good we all look. Like, yeah. All those other scrubs I look will. terrible, but look at us. We're like diamonds. <laughs> like a fine wine. Just gotten That's better it. with age. I will never go to a high school reunion. I've skipped I, all I will them. never, ever do it. I've skipped everyone. Yeah, I'll skip all of them. I, I went to I, one, and that I was like... How was it? It was terrible. Um, it was so, like... Most of the people that I went to high school with at that point had like already had kids, so this was like their big night out, and oh, they yes. got <laughs> obliterated. I mean, they were just <laughs> like on another planet, and I'm just like sipping my cocktail because this is like a normal because we don't have kids, so this is like a normal night out. I'm just like, yeah, whatever, just yeah. hanging out. And I'm like, you guys get it together. You're embarrassed because <laughs> we're. At, it was like we're in a. Um, sort of like a, the courtyard of a bar. Um, and they had like sort of sectioned off the courtyard for us. But so we were still like in public. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, Ooh, this, is, this is awkward. What What's happening? I was like, I'm, I'm going to go. And uh, some of my friends not from high school were going to see a midnight movie at a theater near our house. And I was like, guys, I'm going to come meet you. I'm like texting them. <laughs> I'll meet you there. And I'm like, all right, everyone, good to see you. Bye. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I was like, I'm done here. <laughs> see you in another 15 years, possibly. Maybe. No. Not if we're lucky. I, yeah. I'm trying to... I don't know if it's a universal term, but um, the term here would be shit-faced. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would be the... Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think Julia was just, just trying to be polite. Just a mess. Yeah, I was trying to be polite on your pod. I curse like a sailor no, on ours, worry. but... <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. I think you've been to a school reunion, right? I remember that. Sort of. So we had a. Um, it was a kind of a lads reunion. Um, lads absolutely lads. great because we found a place that was doing one pound bottles, so quid bottles, yeah. um, and you just go to the line like, "I'll have five quid bottles, please," and then you just they're carrying just for yourself. You're not doing around or anything. Um, they were good times. I've got it comes up on my uh, on my time hop. You know, little kind of remembrance thing mm. every year, every year, and it's uh, just a picture at like three o'clock in the morning, just me and me and some lads on a step in town. And it's oh, it's got a step. <laughs> <laughs> on, well, it's on the steps of the bombed out church, the bombed oh, out church beautiful. in Liverpool. Yeah. Mm. The bombed out, you love it. Um, and yeah, oh, it might have been six o'clock. I don't know. Is that three o'clock or six o'clock? Cannot remember. Um, good times. Th- I feel like I saw something recently that they're like renting out the bombed out church as like an event space now. Is that a yeah, thing? that's it. Yeah. Weird. I've like got tables tickets. and stuff. Yeah. I've got tickets in, in the summer for me and my girlfriend to go and see a film um, Under you? the Stars. What film that's is it? cool. It's a really good one as well. It's one she wants to see. But yeah, cannot, cannot wait for that. That's beautiful. That's be good. That sounds Amazing. great. Very cool. It's going to be very good. 
That's because you can get food from down there. It's the only yes. place you can sit. <laughs> so everyone's <laughs> just on the bomb downstairs. But the thing is, Adam has this weird like thing where he just gets a, like people are attracted to Adam, right? And they just come and chat to him. And like <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really attract the people that you really want to be chatting to. <laughs> but, but they they all want to chat to Adam. It's amazing. This attraction thing. This attraction thing was not going during high school. <laughs> That's all I can tell you that much. Well, like I said, I like a fine you wine, free. you've aged, you've aged gracefully and handsomely, yeah. and now you like a wine, like a wine. I'm, I need to be kept in a bag. <laughs> That's not a good wine a if you keep it in the bag until I'm ready. <laughs> keep me in the bag. Put until until I'm ready. Strangers on the street notice that little gleam in his eye, like a little rap scallion. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Rap scallion. Amazing. Well, guys, we are here to talk about Jagged Little Pill yes. by Alanis Morissette, yes. which is brilliant, which came out in 1995. And so the first big question is, what were we doing in 1995? I started school. <laughs> as, I was what year though, Matt? Four or five. <laughs> year oh my god! Oh yeah, sorry. As, as a teacher, yeah, as a teacher. <laughs> um, We're about to feel and, really uh, old. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, guys. If this if this shames you, I'm so, I'm sorry about this, but don't don't feel that. We're the we're the older, you. finer wines. <laughs> Come on, we love that. We love Absolutely. that. Um, Nerf de pop. But well, we're only getting to this point because it just shows what other people. Because Adam, you were born this year, right? Shut up. I was screaming my lungs out. Ninety five is the best year ever. Oh, absolutely love it. And and I worked out this morning that Grace, you weren't born when this album came. I out. was I was a fetus. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Listeners, you can't yeah. see my face. I am horrified. Aghast. <laughs> oh. Crazy. So really, it's the nothing interesting happened for the three of us, which is why we're glad to have you guys on. Because some interesting what were you doing in 95? Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> I just got I discharged from the army in 95. <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing in 95, Julia? Oh, God. Just... just Snarling sarcasm, um, just being like a, a shitty teen. Um, was this sneaking out of the house age yet? <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. This nice. is probably, I'm trying to remember. Um, no, you know what? My parents might have already installed a home alarm because I got caught sneaking out. <laughs> so we might have actually passed the point of sneaking out. Um, yeah, definitely just like. Just sniveling teen, full of teen angst, um, grunge, the whole thing, like flannels, I love that. like just embedded in the culture. Yeah. Um, that was that was <laughs> year old me. <laughs> I will I will own it. Uh, I was I was fourteen in ninety five. Um, I was learning to play guitar. Um, Totally focused on learning Beatles songs, which should be no surprise. Nice. Um, but Absolutely. that in turn equated me to being completely uncool in 1995. Um, yeah, I was a big, big nerd in 95. Uh, you know, skinny white guy trying to play basketball poorly. Um, Love that. Yeah. Thinking about like joining a band one day, you know. <laughs> That's sick. As a, a, they're good times. When you look back, I think they're good times. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. Think about being a teenager. For sure. And like know. circling back to what we were saying about like the high school reunion thing, um, you know, I never go to them because the same, you know, 
eight people that I still talk to from high school. None of them live here, but when they're here, like we get together and hang out. So well, like one lives here. One lives here, and we see him regularly. Yeah. Actually, we'll see him later. Today. That's true. Uh, but I I, <laughs> yeah. I don't miss I don't miss them because I am in regular communication, so I have no need to go. But like I was hanging with the same eight people back then that were also a bunch of nerds and dorks as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've all oh, stuck my. together. Pretty so good. Well, it's nice to hear someone doing something interesting other than us just. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, yeah. Crying for food I, and I needing was already, diaper changes and <laughs> developing to the I size of an avocado. School as I started. <laughs> <laughs> Growing arms and legs. <laughs> Little tiny Grace. That's mad, that Grace. Absolutely mad. Tell you what. Classic Grace. Unbelievable. But, um,. Adam, you're going to give us a bit of history. And as soon as you guys were there, right, you can just fill us in and tell us all we the parts through that it Adam all. We live through gets it. wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can, uh, for once, I'm actually going to be fact-checked. <laughs> Live. So this, this is, is going to be... Take us really down memory lane. Um, let me take it down. 1995, you'll... What a year. What an absolute vintage year. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, NASA, they were back in space. Oh, yeah. NASA's Galileo spacecraft arrived at Jupiter during December. Incredible. Jupiter. Jupiter. I had no idea that that happened. The big gaseous planet. You wouldn't, Grace. You went, but <laughs> it was absolutely. <laughs> so I believe it. It sent a probe out. Um, I don't think they landed on it because it's just a big ball of gas or whatever. But yeah, it, they, they just blew they it up. Some pictures of it or something. It, yeah. <laughs> it was basically like Alderaan in Star Wars. Just kind of. She said it was on Dantooine. It wasn't on Dantooine. It was on <laughs> Star Wars. Um, Something that I only I re, during last lockdown did anyone watch the um, the documentary on Michael Jordan yes. the Chicago Bulls because I watched it did absolutely not. loved it so Michael Jordan returned to the NBA ninety five uh, ending his retirement oh thank God um, Michael Jordan just an absolute Legend. beast with Dennis Rodman Scottie Pippen all of them I'd recommend watching that doc I can't believe what, I can't remember what it's called Last, last Dance. Dance it's called yep. the Last Dance Last Dance on uh, Netflix if it's still up. Absolutely incredible. Even if you know nothing about basketball, which I don't, um, it's still super interesting. Um, and the memes that came out of it, as well, <laughs> which were great memes. Yep. Um, and I took that person. That yeah. That's a great meme. Classic. Um, going north of America to the great white wilderness that is Canada, uh, in a referendum in Quebec, the vote to become independent from Canada is narrowly defeated. So Quebec's like, hey... Quebec for Quebecians or, or whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, they want to go independent. Um, and it's it's defeated. For Brexit? Um, imagine if they'd have just been... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what? Brexit. <laughs> I'm the oldest one here. I'm the oldest man here. i got to come with the dad joke. Oh, I, I love that. <laughs> It was so bad. I think. Sorry, Adam. Can you just can you just spell Quexit for me? Just to just to... Uh, nope. <laughs> Too old. I don't remember. <laughs> Q U E. Yeah, as long as you get the little inflection on the A. Accent aigu. <laughs> yeah. Um, you love it. Sam. Uh, also, uh, going back down to uh, to the United States, an unprecedented heat wave strikes the Midwestern United States. Uh, temperature exceeded 104 degrees Fahrenheit, which for people who use, you know, the proper measuring system is 40 degrees <laughs> centigrade. You said this was a good year for facts. <laughs> this that, it was hot. What, there was a heat wave? It was hot. And Canada There was also some stuff about Syria and Iran. and It was hot and NASA tried to blow up Jupiter. That's about it. There you go. And Quebec was like, I want to be out of there. Grace is thinking, I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm bored 
things when I arrived to sort this mess out. Uh, I will say though, all the facts that I got, like none of them are in the UK. Uh, I think there was a uh, some some demonstrations or something in the UK. I don't know. We weren't doing much in '95. Tony Blair was in power or something, and or, well, I don't know. I, but all, so but well, the UK was give, it was kind of getting to that explosion point with with Britpop mm-hmm. before that kind of went international. Mm-hmm. Which oh, I mean, that's a major that's export for that time frame. I think I would I that would is. argue. The uh, the second British invasion was soon was to be. Um, it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we all, the, just to go there, are we all Oasis over Blair? Can we just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost knocked over my computer. Great. I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> Grace, any thoughts? Yeah, who's Blair? I know who's Blair. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They've got some tunes. There are, there's some solid work in the Blair catalog, but that's it. Team Gallagher. Park life. Team Gallagher over I, here. I love a bit of Park yeah. Life. <laughs> You're not into park life, are I, I just, I, again, it's the memes. Whenever someone goes on a big long run, you just write after it. Park life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only in music for the memes. We, did, all a, we did a gig once where they had park life on every day. So it was yeah. like a five-day thing or a seven-day thing. And we before did. our set, every time they played park life, which was kind of weird, wasn't it? But I remember but being it, on that, stage that and going, park fun. life, every, every day for the week. <laughs> See, I love that. That's like a meme that doesn't like that doesn't land over here. Like, unless you actually actually like no blur, like that song is not the cultural touchstone here. That like anyway here wonder anyway here is Wonderwall. Like everyone gets that one, but like adding Park Life after the end of like someone's long Facebook post is hilarious. But like nobody here would ever do that. It's lost. I don't. It doesn't. I don't know what you mean. I'll play it. I'll play it for you later. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that in every conversation I'm in. <laughs> I am too. No one will get it. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's great. Um, in other news, in other facts, the glove did not fit, so you must mm. quit. OJ Simpson was found innocent. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, um, I'm Michael Jackson. Sorry. Yeah, no. Wow. Sorry. The sparkly glove always fit. Okay. <laughs> Don't, let's not talk about Michael. I'm a big not fan. again. Let's not, not again. Um, OJ Simpson was found innocent. Who, who knew? Hey. <laughs> Um, bit of a madness there. Was he innocent? Mm, not sure. But hey, it is what it is. In tech news, actually, just to get Jonathan Julia, do you remember? Were you watching the OJ trial on TV and that, or were you not interested? It was such a, uh, it was such a, a everywhere thing. You could not yeah. see what was going on. I mean, on we didn't watch it because we were in school. Yeah. Um, like it was happening during the day. We were at school, <laughs> but like it would definitely be on the news. You know, like while you're parents are cooking dinner like they have the news on and like you would catch like i i can remember like scenes from it like i know what the people looked like all the major players um like the attorneys and such Um, johnny cochran and marcia clark yeah like we knew the names like we were familiar with the names um so like yeah we were exposed to it but we didn't robert kardashian yeah he was there too Mm -hmm. rob kardashian yep Yep. we all know that yep the whole thing that set off the kardashian empire it did wonderful thanks rob Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Played by um, David Schwimmer in the uh, People vs. OJ thing. Uh, David Schwimmer does an excellent it job. It was good. He says the juice a whole lot. So juice, juice, juice. <laughs> a whole lot. It's great. He's got a little skunk strike in his hair. Did the he hair. looks great. Yep. He did the hair. He, he does a great job in that. Um, yeah. Who knew Ross could be in a courtroom drama? 
<laughs> I did. Um, in some tech news, Windows 95 was released Ooh. by Microsoft. Classic. The greatest operating system. Classic. Yes, I, I don't know. It had the pinball game on, which was cool. <laughs> and solid. Can I give you a random Windows also, 95 trivia? Oh, I would love that. Um, <laughs> when you bought the CD that came with it, because uh, you had to install it via a CD, uh, it had it included a music video for you to watch and see. Like you could watch a music video on your computer now. It was Weezer's Buddy Holly, and that is what spurred oh, that fun. song into being such a hit because everyone that didn't know that record that was buying Windows ninety five was like, "Oh, jam!" and then went and got that record. That's part of what made that record and video so big. Wow, that is amazing. That's a big. Bit. That's the best. That's the best fact. Sorry, Adam. But <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That is the best fact we've ever had on this show. No, no, Matt, you are no. absolutely right. <laughs> we don't bring... Last week we were talking about Neighbours, you know, the, just the TV show and Holly Valance. That's all, that's all we had. But this week, Jonathan has brought it. That's it uh, right, now. But we're only we 20 minutes this. I will, I will call, If I can call back to last week, Adam, I want to say I agree with you. Um, uh, Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Absolute, absolute oh, spice. Stop. Smoke Legend. show. Spice. Absolute smoke, smoke show. show. Stop. No. Yeah, she could be my mum. I don't care. Smoke show. Big fan. Big, big fan. I listened to Cannot that Cannot get hair out my head. When you said absolute spice. I, know, I, said, I was <laughs> dead. Spice. I was absolute dead. <laughs> On the Scoville meter? hundred million. Oh, Scoville. Shine a light. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm... Thank you, thank you for validating. Look, some things no, no. Some things are not com- are not contained by borders. No, <laughs> it's it it crosses international. States, it crosses races. It crosses language. Yep. It's global. It's a global Adam. movement, baby. <laughs> Kylie Minogue, twenty twenty one. Kylie or Nigella? Hmm? Oh, Nigella. No, actually, Nigella over oh. Kylie. <laughs> That's a different level of gravy. Do you guys know who Nigella? <laughs> Do you guys know who Nigella Lawson is? Mm-mm. Yes. Not that interesting. Yeah, she's a you, uh, like a Julia? chef food person, yeah. something yeah, in the food she's industry. A chef. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But she just yeah. says everything quite breathy Filth. and everything's a euphemism. Oh. And and Adam wants to go on record saying milf. <laughs> no, filth. Oh, filth. Sorry, filth. I thought you said milf. I was like, my oh my goodness. goodness. This is a family show. Well, I could not you? believe you said that, but you know, <laughs> I thought there's no way Adam. This, filth. this is a family show. It isn't. It's a family show, but she's filth. Was she the one... Get that little... Was she the one that said uh, microwave? Microwave. <laughs> I lost respect for her there. I'm not gonna lie. I was a bit like, Nigella, we could pump the brakes on this relationship. Kylie would Until you can say it. She calls it a microwave. Kylie, Kylie would never. Kylie. Yeah. Kylie says she's going to nuke that burrito for you. She keeps it real. <laughs> she would. She absolutely she would. Um, going back to the tech news, um, not that anyone cares, but JavaScript was first introduced in the deployment. Everyone, you can now get your JavaScript on your computer and do whatever it is that JavaScript does. I work in IT and I still don't really understand it, but it is what it is. Um, also, eBay started the online auction and shopping website where people buy and sell goods and services worldwide. And most importantly, Weird Al Yankovic scored a home run with his amazing hit. And parody of I want it that way with mm. eBay. Was One that weird, Al? Of all time. Oh, that's no weird. Way. You better believe it. Classic. <laughs> He's on top form, which I believe was one of the first YouTube videos you showed me, Matt. Uh, I'm convinced. Was it? 
I'm convinced that weird Al's eBay was was you showing me that. So it's oh, all well. your fault. It's all my fault. Yeah. I wish you'd have started um, on something else other than that. Yeah, you really could have. You could have started with Charlie bit my finger with anything. But no, you chose that. So. Charlie bit my finger. Um, uh, the DVD format is announced. Uh, so Laserdisc didn't quite cut it. But DVD, all about it. Um, which is great. So now you could carry many films in a much smaller size than rather those big clunky VHS tapes. Um, Rest in peace, DVDs. Rest in peace, DVDs, yeah. Um, And then the short-lived HD DVD, which they tried to bring out or something like that. I think they tried to do like a... It's DVD, it's not Blu-ray, but it's high definition. I don't think it took off that well because Blu-ray was like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to know... I'm flagging on me, uh, on me things here. Would you like to know people born in 1995 just to really make you feel old slash I've done nothing with Not my life me. because these people are famous. Oh, but people born. Yeah, people well, born? Yeah, Grace was born and you were born, Adam, so that's yeah. exciting. Well, no, Grace was, was born in 96. Born. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah. Sam, we Sam just been through this. I was a fetus. <laughs> Sorry, Sam told me earlier that you were born this year. Yeah, well, you think hmm? when you marry someone, well, they would know awkward, you. Well, that's a bit awkward, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did say, I oh, I thought Grace was the year after Adam, but... Um, well, to no. make sure, I no, texted no. just be, just as we started. I went, Grace, you were born in 95, right? She went, no, 96. I was like, oh, cool. Which so, I thought you would have known, Adam, because anyway. you love to bring up how old you are. Compared to me. Did you know I'm 26? Mm. Did you know I'm 26? Yeah. <laughs> apparently, right, just to flesh that out, Grace, apparently, I don't remember doing this, but apparently during the early years We've of our friendship, this, well, I'm going to talk about it again. <laughs> during the early years of our friendship, I apparently made sure that Grace knew I oh, was, it was 23. Like, I'm 23. Apparently, I, have, I always seemed, yeah. And apparently I didn't her, talk about anything else. And you told her you were a manager. <laughs> yeah, you did. I mean, I was. I was a customer services manager. So I was. That's, there was no lie there, thank you. Yeah. But you were not in customer university service. anymore. You were a big working man who was 23. <laughs> don't don't, don't talk to him like, like a offended. Child. It's like, what, what are you doing? Are you Just in no, uni? You were like, no. <gasps> no. Oh, a manager. <laughs> I definitely know that. <laughs> Right. Such a okay. gaslit, I'm being gaslit live. <laughs> I hope you know this. Anyway, people some born. other people, some other people who are also 26, Grace. Yeah, or maybe 27. Uh, Kendall Jenner, talking about that Kardashian empire. She's part of that, um, sort right. of. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, the man with the best cheekbones in the game. Some would say. Uh, Logan Paul, he's a piece of work. That really care. Dua Lipa, whose Ooh, album nice. we have talked about. Great. Uh, the man with all the face tattoos, Post Malone. Oh, Who? Uh, so Texas or someone recently, Matthew McConaughey or something, recently did a uh, a show online for like raise money for Texas during the, the storms that they had. Uh, and Post Malone did a few country covers and they are incredible. His voice is amazing. He's a pretty sick uh, guitarist as well. I hate to admit it. Yeah. yeah like he's so, way more yeah, talented than I ever gave him credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so I would fully recommend you YouTube and Post Malone does country or something like that and it'll come up and it's uh, pretty ripper on. He's there with us. He looks that cool. He's there with a cigarette and this really old beat up Martin. 
I think those tattoos are sick, man. I, I mean, I wouldn't no. get them myself, but I think they're proper sick. Always he got, tired. Yeah, always tired underneath <laughs> always each tired. eye and then barbed wire across his forehead. I, I I'm not into it. With it to be honest. <laughs> I feel like that's like your next face tattoo, always tired. Yeah. 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 If yeah. I was going to get a face yeah. tattoo, it would definitely say always tired. Yeah. <laughs> and then too. one across the stomach, always hungry. <laughs> oh, yes. Those are my two strongest feelings. Burrito basket. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the last uh, person born in 95, making headlines uh, this past year, Megan the Stallion, with two E's and for some strange reason. Um, wap, wap, wap. <laughs> Anyone got any thoughts on wap? I would love a deep dive on <laughs> Definitely that Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. No, I would not. <laughs> Bonus it's crossover catchy. episode. That much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm willing to do that. That's not I, I'll be honest, Adam, I thought you were going to say making big waves this year, me. <laughs> I you were going to go <laughs> I mean, it kind of, it, it's, it doesn't need to be said. I... Again, something that crosses borders, me. Well, <laughs> just... Bridging the divide. I mean, everyone knows 95 is the year of Adam budget. anyway. Like, that's sure. culturally how For it's sure. remembered. Yeah. <laughs> it was prophesied many years ago. You are the original Adam. Forget that one with oh, I, Eve. I am. I am. Yeah. Forget that one, you know, 4,000 years ago or however long it is. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy right here, Adam Peter Courtney. You're Probably. welcome. Amen. Yeah. Brilliant. Amen. Uh, some notable albums that came out this year. What's the story, Morning Glory yes. by Oasis? Why this album isn't on this list? I mean, that is a I got a bone shame. to pick with that. that it's is, not? Yeah. No. Definitely. You're kidding. No. Bone to pick. It's nowhere near the list. I don't know where it is, but it's it nowhere no near. Um, different Class, Pulp, great, great album, album as well. Common People, brilliant song. That at Glastonbury a few years ago. Just amazing. People storming the stage. It's going yeah. off. One of my favorite albums, Stanley Road by Paul Weller. Another brilliant it's got, album. It's got some tunes. Ah, oh, you like it? I, don't know. I wasn't sure what you thought about it. Got some um, Brown Sugar by D'Angelo. Ooh. Oh, wow. There are some jams on that record. Some jams. Daydream by Mariah Carey. Mm. It's got fantasy on. Yeah. Come on. Mm, on. Absolutely brilliant. Anyone else have any music that they found from this? Uh, this year, you can say I no. I feel like the a... bulk of my record collection comes from <laughs> 1995. Um, God, let's see what came out in 95. Oh, you know, I'm really bad at like what uh, year songs. Well, just to, to cross pollinate out. with our podcast, the Beatles anthology was 1995. Oh, uh, of course so that was, was a big purchase uh, for people of our generation, um, many of whom that's like their first purchased Beatles album was Beatles anthology. Yeah, yeah. Um, here in New Orleans, in Louisiana, uh, there was a band called Better Than Ezra that had a big hit in oh, 1995 yeah. with a song called Good. Uh, so that was like everybody's like local national anthem for a year. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, what else came in 95? Uh, I think Dave Matthews Band maybe broke in 95. Dive with, into uh, whatever it is. Under the Table and Dreaming was that album. What else was 95? Uh, oh, Melancholy. Queen has Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness by Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, that was a big yeah. one for me. Um, I really liked that one. I didn't... The Benz was 95? Yeah. I was not, never a big Radiohead yeah, guy. Yeah, no. It was just me. Me neither. Um, I actually, like, I really just well, do not like Radiohead. Like, it's not even like I'm not big into them. I just yeah. have... Like, I don't get it. Like, something about them just never clicked it. with me. Supergrass. 
Um, oh yeah. Which I'm amazed that that song, Queen had that um, last album. Uh, all right, like still gets played and used in like commercials now. All these years later, like it was never a huge, huge hit here, but like it's in like some like medicine commercial now, and I'm like, wow, oh, Supergrass. No doubt's Tragic Kingdom. Yeah. Oh my Come goodness. Come on. <laughs> what an album. Yeah. How did I miss that? Oh, that is sick, that album. Yeah. I mean, what... I'd have put that on this hundred list, but I'm not sure what other people think it's like. My good, favorite thing about that album that is that, like, she wrote all the songs about the dude, <laughs> about the like, breaking, like, like the, her breakup with the dude, and he's, like, in the band. <laughs> he's a bass yeah, player. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, how badass is that? Like, I'm going to be so super good. famous because you dumped me, and then I'm going to go on to marry <laughs> Gavin Rossdale, and then I'm going to go on to marry. Who's she married to now? That country that, guy. That country that guy? head guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, Gwen Stefani's amazing. I love Gwen Stefani. It's like one of my, um, you know, one of those things you don't admit often, but uh, I'll listen to Gwen Stefani anytime. <laughs> she's, she's great. great yeah. She's like... Sick. She's, she's a brilliant singer. She's a great singer. She's precious. Um, she's <laughs> always, like, inventing, like, new styles. And, so, you know, like, she's sort of evolved in her career. Like, she's, I have no problem with her. She's great. What else? Oh, oh, Jules, Pieces of You. Did you guys have that there? No? Oh, that was huge here. Here's the thing is, like, the the 90s was, like, this great time where, like, all these bands came out that would have, like, one or two, like, amazing songs that, like, have lasted 30 years. But, like, the rest of their catalog never hits, but there's always, like, great stuff if you go back and discover Mm. it. Like, uh, I've got a, um, a 90s cover band that I play with here in town. And, like, the wealth of stuff that we can pull from is amazing because, I mean, even if we go back as, like, as early as, like, 1990, all the way to 99, there's songs from all different genres by bands who maybe have, like, one or two amazing songs that everyone knows. Um, so, like, we can just pull all this great stuff and, like, everybody knows every song. So it's, like, super fun. That's it's nice. such a fun decade of music, even as, like, serious as some of, as some of it is. Yeah. I wasn't very old, but I think something died in in the millennium, music wise. And I, I, I mean, there's a few things like in, like LimeWire and Napster and all that stuff, and what would come after that. But uh, the '90s were just sick for music, mm-hmm. man. Just mm-hmm. so so good. Um, I think a lot of it yeah, was. I kind of like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go on. I was. I say. I think you know one of the hardest things that the industry couldn't recover from was that they were selling an album for twenty dollars on a CD by an artist that maybe had one or two good songs. Like, even though I say like, there's always like Mm. stuff to check out, but there were so many bands that they were signing and so many acts that they were pushing that only had a couple of good songs. And and every album was like $20 or like a double album was $40. And that's just not a sustainable price when you're targeting, you know, a young demographic to buy a product. Um, So when all of a sudden it's free, like that never, you could never put the genie back in the bottle. Um, so then no one That's knew what it. they were doing. So they were just signing everything and throwing everything at the wall to see what would stick, um, you know, in terms of music and also in terms of like commercial success. Uh, so it just kind of went, you know, and went to hell in a handbasket and never really recovered. Did. Yeah. No, I still haven't recovered. Right. <laughs> we're still in a bit of a mess. Yeah. I mean, more than a bit of a mess. Like we had to live through like the years of Limp Biscuit and Creed. Uh. And like <laughs> all these awful oh, new metal bands that just were like, oh, this is where I will not have nostalgic. That's I thing. will not have Limp Biscuits. How could you have nostalgia for something that came out when you were like uh, four? I just want to go around and break stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Roll, Rollin' oh. is probably one of my favourite songs of all time. That's it's so high. No, I know y'all be it's rocking so this shit just... right here. <laughs> Trash. L-I-M-P, Biscuit is right here. People in the house, put your hands in the air. Because if you don't yeah, care, don't then we don't care. It's so Trash. good. I'm dying. I'm oh. absolutely dying. Oh. And then, of course, Linkin Park kind of came up. That whole new metal thing is amazing. Yeah. Like, here's rap, a really great genre. Here's metal, a really cool genre. Yeah. <laughs> Also, right. that's like going Love like, uh, you know, here's pancakes, a delicious breakfast. Here's um, mm. liver. <laughs> like, it doesn't necessarily Pancakes work. and liver? <laughs> I can get, oh, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say, here's pancakes. Here's bacon. Oh, see? you Complimentary sweet and savory. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone, <laughs> but I guess some people probably would eat pancakes and liver. I don't know. Listen, millions of people probably. bought Limp Biscuit albums. I know, man. <laughs> Believe me, I know. I get it. It doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> no just to remind the, 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 the grace likes grace likes beans on air pancakes. Right. So a, I got so right. Look at their faces, Matt. You're doing it again. No. Stop. All right. So when we went over to England a couple years ago, I was like, I'm gonna try the traditional like English breakfast thing, and like did the beans thing. I'm down with the beans. I'll eat the beans. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the support. I mean, I don't <laughs> eat beans on pancakes. I don't know that I put but them on shared, the pancake. But they shared a picture on our Instagram. I don't know who it was, but one <laughs> of them, me. Matthew, put a picture of beans on pancakes, tagged me in it. The amount of people who were messaging me, saying, like, this is wrong. I can't believe you do this. What on earth? And I was like, I don't. I mean- <laughs> I I thought it was clear that it was a joke, but I mean, oh, no. when people still gave you grief, Clearly. I was up I'm for it. So, I was glad. so, for it. so <laughs> glad people gave grief. I'm turns, still defending myself so to this glad. day. It turns out there's very little humor on the internet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> when we're some of the funniest things on the internet, you know there's something wrong. <laughs> Lord. Amazing. Try having an, uh, an so, opinionated podcast about the Beatles on the internet and see where that takes you. <laughs> oh, I, I can imagine. I, I can imagine. Shall we take a break and then we're going to do a bit of a deep dive on Jagged Little Pill? Yeah. Let's do it. Amazing. So we're going to talk about Jagged Little Pill, which is the third studio album by Canadian singer Alanis Morissette, which came out on June the 13th, 1995. Uh, and it was her first album to be released worldwide. And it was it marked a stylistic change uh, for her. And she her previous two albums, which I couldn't find anywhere, but um, I think I could find them on YouTube. I heard a little listen, um, but were like dance pop sounding. And this is like post grunge. Um, I don't know. Would you still call it grunge? Would you still put it in that category? I don't know, but alternative. Definitely alternative. You know, I don't of... think I wouldn't call it grunge, but definitely alternative. Cool. And so it's like, um, like pop rock that like kind of, uh, we've got loads of drum machines, harmonicas, just a real mesh of new things put together, really. And so, um, yeah, Jagged Little Pill was an amazing success, and it. it it topped charts in 13 different countries uh, with sales over 33 million copies worldwide. Um, it was the best-selling album that Alanis Morissette ever made. Um, and it, yeah, it was just absolutely massive. She was only 21 at the time and just 
just took her into absolute stardom, really. And it's really the sound. I mean, some people would say the sound of the 90s um, and would consider this a big, a big deal in terms of what the 90s sound like. And last year would have been 25 years of it. Um, and she was going to go on tour, and I think they're still going to do that tour. So we should we should go on that tour and go in there because that'd be sick. Hundred percent up for that. Um, and so there's just loads of songs uh, on this album that you will know. Uh, Ironic is on there. You ought to know, uh, which had Flea on it and uh, Dave Navarro, and just um, just amazing, just a really really big. I mean, the biggest of albums. It doesn't get much bigger than this album does it i don't think um and so i don't know i mean there's a lot of us who are going to share about this album but grace i always come to you first because i feel like we get to this point and me and adam have done loads of talking but i so don't why, why i don't know if you? i want to go first right now uh, do you want to nominate someone Ooh. um you can do the nominating okay um, as long as it's not me <laughs> um jonathan you can go first okay go on come on it's like we're in school. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have his right. hand up. That's how it works. They always go for the one that didn't He's have the hand up. So I actually, I probably have a, an interesting perspective on this record because um, when this came out in 95, I was, as I mentioned, like very much ensconced in like all things Beatles, right? Um, and I mentioned this on our show at some point. I kind of skipped the whole grunge thing in real time. Um, cause I was really more, I was into the Beatles. I was into like older stuff that was just more like upbeat and, um, positive. And so about <laughs> 95, uh, 94, 95, I started like dipping my toe somewhat in like more current things. Um, and I certainly knew all the singles on this record because they were so massive. Um, you couldn't not hear them on radio or see them on MTV. Um, it was just, it was such a big record but i never actually listened to this album in its entirety until prepping for this episode um i that is crazy it just was one of those things that like when you've heard something so many times or like a like like it, 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 it's so yeah. omnipresent you just never think to like go back in and dive in on it um yeah. so i never had really done it until this week and uh what an album holy smokes <clears throat> like i can totally see why this has sold 33 million copies um, you know, from a production and writing standpoint, uh, this thing is just made for what radio it's made for radio or whatever radio used to be in 95. Yeah. Um, the choruses are, are massive. The songs are produced in these wonderful ways where like they're filled out in great spots. Uh, but everything has room to breathe and it's all, and it's like in a good place sonically, um, as aggressive as some of the songs are, they never feel like they're overloading the listener, like, you know, in your ears. So it's, 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 it's pleasant for as aggressive as it can be uh, in places. Um, I don't know that I would call it aggressive. I would say intense. I mean, like, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I mean, almost like aggressively mixed, like it's meant to sound intense, but it's not like sometimes like, uh, okay. To circle back, uh, smashing pumpkins, melancholy and infinite sadness. Some of those songs are mixed really intensely. And it, it can be a fatiguing listen okay. over the course of an album. This record is produced yeah. well enough to where it moves to different places, but like those highs never like fatigue your ear as a listener. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's really a good, a, a, a smart move on it. Um, I think her voice doesn't necessarily get the due that it should because mm. 
she uses it in really interesting ways with this real affection, affection, I should say, um, you know, this kind of accent and the way that the way that she does and the things and then like, there's a thing to it. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but like she, it's like she's using that for an intent. And then when she doesn't, um, and even with, with the, with, with that affect affectation, it's really great. But then when she is just singing, it's just this beautiful voice. Holy smokes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think also, and we talked about this this morning, um, and I'm sure you'll probably touch deeper on it than I will. Uh, lyrically, this is a really deep and aware album for a 20, 21 year old to write. Like, well, when she wrote it, she was 20. Yeah, she's 20. I mean, not that she, like yeah. 20 to 21 is a huge difference, but like, like let's all think of ourselves. You guys don't have to think back that far. Let's <laughs> <laughs> all think of ourselves at 20, you know? We were unaware. Adam was though, almost a manager. We? That, that's yeah. the point. I was almost, I was close to becoming the manager that I blossomed into. Like, at 20, I was a an, obliv- an oblivious idiot. Like, me the too. themes on this record are things that were not registering to me. Um, yeah. Partly mm. because, like, I am a white man and I have a ton of privilege and no one's trying to play grab ass with me all the time. Um, so, like, I totally get it. I think, you know, one of the things that I think probably kept me from listening to this record over the years um, is I think female artists, even when they cross over the way that like, even when they have the success that this record has, um, it's, I feel like there's, for some reason, uh, men are not programmed or kind of positioned to like dive in and connect on an emotional level with things that are delivered by a woman sometimes. Um, so like for a song, like for ironic, I think that's where like the barrier drops and it's so intense and, and like everything comes across so well that uh, as a man, you, as a guy, like, wait, do you mean ironic or you ought did to I know? say ironic? Yeah. I'm sorry. I meant you ought to know my bad. Way different song. <laughs> oh, sorry, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think everybody is able to connect on that song. If you've ever been wronged in a relationship, um, like the way that she delivers it, it's got the feeling that anyone can connect to. Um, and the others, and I think even still though, like, you're like, well, that's really cool, but you've got to have like a real push to like dive into the rest of it. And I feel like I never had that push just like in terms of like the environment I grew up in for some reason. I don't know why, but um, mm. I feel like I missed out on not listening to this in real time. Um, it's well, also, there's so many record. singles on the album. Yeah. You've heard almost the entire album just via the singles. Yeah. That was the other thing was like there was a point where like we're like, you know, three quarters of the way through the record. And I'm like, we haven't even gotten to ironic yet. Holy smokes, like, <laughs> this thing is just stacked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a fantastic record. I love the production on it. The guitar tones are great. Um, uh, what else did I want to say on this? Um, ben Montench from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers plays the Hammond organ all over this record, which is shocking to me. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Like it. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty nice. And, um, you know, I... I also am really impressed by their kind of like prominent use of harmonica in some of these tracks. And it's her playing the harmonica because like Mm, nobody in pop radio was playing the harmonica at that point, except for blues traveler. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, But like just using it as like an extra accompaniment. Blues traveler was later though, right? Was it later in the nineties? Maybe like a year or two. 96, 97? Maybe, maybe. Um, But yeah, harmonica was not on any rock radio singles. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, but this whole record just, you know, sounds so good um 
you know, everything about it is, is, is great. And I think it really, it doesn't, it, it definitely is a nineties album when I listen to it, but it's not like a dated nineties album. Does that make sense? Like, mm. I feel like production wise, it yeah. still holds up now. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's fantastic though. Brilliant. Mm. Julia, what about you? Huh. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> this album has everything. <laughs> a scathing breakup song, middle fingers to the men of the music industry, <laughs> and Catholicism. Crimes against the English language. Yeah. <laughs> and hot gossip about a silly sitcom star. Do you guys, do y'all know about Full House? Like do you did you read about that? The, the show Full House? I didn't. Okay. No. We were talking about that. We were like, I wonder if they like understand that reference, if you even read about the reference at all. Yeah. There was a show in the States that I think actually ended in 95. Yeah. And it was this terrible, just like really goofy sitcom called Full House. And the premise was like this um, father of four girls, four daughters. Um, his wife died. And so the, the two uncles move in with him. Three daughters. Oh, you're right. Sorry. I'm, one of the daughters is played by twins. So I was thinking of the two of them. So Mary Kate. Yes. That's where they became famous was on Full House. They played the youngest, Michelle. Um, so the, the premise of the show is really goofy. It's really just like cheesy sitcom. It's actually quite dark. Like the guy's wife dies yeah. and then his brother and friend move in to help him raise his children. Was one of them? I thought they were because they would call them uncle. I don't know. I should have looked this up. Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse uncle is the uncle. Whatever. Joey is just the friend. Oh. I think Jesse is the actual. Like I think maybe it's his wife's brother. Maybe one of them's not an uncle, we'll but we always call point. them uncle. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so the uh, what was he like a, a struggling a stand-up comic, comic yeah, like on the show. <laughs> who lives in the basement, <laughs> <laughs> which is so weird. Um, so. The, yeah, so I guess at some point she dated Dave Coulier, who played Joey Joey on the show, on this like really campy TV show. And the rumor mill was that the song was about their breakup. Uh, yeah. So like all the salacious details, and you ought to know, are about this goofy guy on this goofy sitcom. It's like family sitcom. It's <laughs> like very wholesome. It's like, and, you, he yeah. did what in the theater? Oh, my God. <laughs> How did I miss that? That's, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we looked it the up, like. The kind of time I've ever seen that, Dave Coulier is in an episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother when they talk about, it's the Robin Sparkles one, which is obviously like <laughs> a bit of a play. On Alanis Morissette, yeah. the one where she's dead, dead dark, and David Coulier's in that, and she's trying to figure out who the song's that's, about. That's the story, it's more yeah. Now you, that's, then. that's the joke. Uh, if it's about David Coulier, because he's in that little yep. clip show when he's talking about it, and it's about Paul Schaefer, which is really, <laughs> I'm like, that's so interesting. If it is, like, yeah, yeah that's that level. Right? Yeah, levels. it's deep, yeah. it's deep, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just like, as Jonathan said, like, this album is just. Full of bangers. I mean, the the songs are so great. Um, just like you ought to. I mean, I just you ought to know. It's just such an amazing song. Like we actually, Jonathan yeah. pulled up her isolated vocal Oof. this morning to oh listen to it. I was just like, Ooh, this is absurd. Like it was. It's so good, and you can just like feel it. Like it's so like 
real and authentic and imperfect and human and you know all of those things that make a a great song great and i it leaves yeah. me wondering like sort of as you guys touched on earlier like what happened to the music industry like do we have songs like that now is there anything mm. like yeah. this now that just feels so like guttural you know mm. just like oh yeah <laughs> It's so clean, and it's like now it is. But like I, I did. Um, Rick Beato does a what makes this song great. Um, uh, it's like twenty minutes, and he just goes through it, everything about it, and he he played like a like the isolated vocals, the isolated bass, and I was like, I need to listen to every bit of this track mm-hmm. isolated <laughs> because it's a it's amazing. So I started going through. And it turns out the vocals she would only ever do one or two takes. Yeah. And she wouldn't do just single lines. She'd do whole passes through the whole like verse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then some of the vocal on this album are demo vocals mm-hmm. that were that good. They just use wow. for the whole thing. And it's uh, it's not that it's just good or it's like, oh yeah, we can use that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's like really these good. are amazing yeah. vocal yeah. takes. These are so like when we were talking about like, the aggressiveness and the, the intensity, the dynamic range of just her voice alone you know her softness it everything is stunning about her vocal isn't it it, it's just it really really is and, and I, I was one the other thing that we talked about this morning was that uh the vocal is presented especially at the top with like no reverb no effect it's just this right in your yeah. face thing um and it stays that way until like the little pre-chorus section but then right when it gets to the till you die then it goes back to like the single track, dry, no reverb in your face. And it's like a jarring effect that really mm. pulls you in. And like, but that also like really, it puts that intensity like right in the listener's face. And it's so effective um, and makes you, I think, feel and connect with it so much more because it's not like a produced thing. I mean, it's a, it's a production choice, but it's presenting the real, you know, the real thing as opposed to like, presenting yeah. this packaged produced thing uh and i well this album is a performance oh, yeah. isn't it it's like for sure ev- everyone is performing their parts yeah. you know this mm. isn't this isn't pro tools and you just go back to it and you do it mm-hmm. again you know this is your adat take yeah <laughs> this is what you're doing and you just run it and it's just sick it's just really really yeah. sick I think the sorry to cut over you. No, too, you're yeah. fine. I think the part that impressed me this morning when we listened to the isolated vocal was at the very top of the song when she says, I want you to know I'm happy for you, it's like she's saying it through gritted teeth. like, And, it, and she's like yeah. exasperated by it. She's like, because, you know, oftentimes women feel like they have to be nice. They have to be pleasant. And it's like she's, I want you. Like, like you, can hear, you can hear her breath through her teeth. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, I feel that. <laughs> Like, you're just like, I'm going to be pleasant, and you're going to hear it in my voice. And then after she gets past those couple lines, when she opens up and says how she really feels, she's not going through her teeth anymore. She's, like, belting it and, like, feeling it, and it's all coming out. And it's, like, it's like how it's, – it's always such, so amazing to me that things can convey – songs can convey these feelings. Like, as not a musician, me, like, it, it, I'm always so impressed at how – musicians and artists can create things that can make you feel something so intensely as not part of that process and not living their life. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's so good. So, so good. good. <laughs> Amazing. Like suck the air out. Grace, there. would Sorry. you like to? Uh, <laughs> that was intense. Would you like to put your your thoughts in now? Grace, I mean, yeah, I'm ready now. Like, I'm ready now. Come on, ready now. I've sensed wow. where we're at. I've sensed. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I also hadn't listened to this whole album. Obviously, you know, I ironic and those those well known tracks I'd heard before. Um. But obviously started at the beginning of the album and the first track, I'm not going to lie, with the vocals, I was like, I can't, I can't carry on. I was like, this can't be it. Because you didn't like it. Because I just, it it felt like a female Neil Young. Ooh. Grace, you're oh. kidding me, right? I'm not uh, having this. Yeah. Are you messing no, up? No, 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 messing. Kick me out. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just don't like her vocals on that first track. They really, okay. I don't, I don't know what it is. It just really, I don't makes makes it feel a bit gross. I don't, know, I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. I just don't like it. You know what? Don't feel bad. Um, was it is perfect the third song? Yeah. Is that the third song? I didn't care her vocals on that one. That was like the one that I yeah. could like uh, in the mm. bin for that one with me. Yeah. Um, but go on. I just wanted to like ease the tension because I feel like you feel bad saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to like put it out there that there was also one that I'm like I could do yeah. without it. Yeah, because she ch- because like each song, um, like you were saying, Jonathan is, is so different, um, and there's such a range of not even just her vocals. Like sonically, there's so much going on d- different yeah. um, from track to track on this album, um, and her vocals do change a lot. And I feel like probably Mary Jane is where I feel like she really like. It's just belting it. Her, her vocals on Mary Jane are insane. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And so by the time it got to that one, I was like, wow, I wish like there was more of her voice being like that earlier on in the album. Um, but I guess maybe, you know, she's trying to show you know, the versatility, versatility in her voice. And clearly mm-hmm. it is some people's cup of tea. Not mine at the beginning, <laughs> but you know, it's all good. Um... Yeah, so at the beginning I was not I was not feeling this album at all, but it does get obviously a lot better for me. Um I think probably one of my favourites that I hadn't listened to. I do love Ironic. Um, but Right Through You and Forgiven, I thought yeah. were great, great songs. L- lyrically, I mean this whole album lyrically, uh, she's a great lyricist. Mm-hmm. Um and I do and, and you know, and like she's sticking it to the man. She's being so vulnerable and so honest throughout the whole album. Whether or not these are her actual life experiences, maybe some of them aren't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it feels like a very honest album. It is very vulnerable. Um, great lyrics. I don't know whether because it is pop, like pop rock. But I don't know whether all of it feels like that. For me, um, you learn feels just very. I don't know, almost like S Club 7, which I feel like probably wasn't a thing in America. It was a small thing. Um, Was it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that one for me just felt like a little bit out of place on the album. It felt a little bit like extra poppy and extra sort of, I don't know how to explain it, just like S Club 7, a little bit sort of like. There's a very like, there's a very standard like 90s drum machine groove happening in that yeah. song that's in like yeah. 40 other songs that were hits in the mid 90s that boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
So it did. It felt that one felt a little bit sort of samey, a bit, you know. Um, but no, on the on the whole, I really, really enjoyed the album. If we could just take out that first track for me, <laughs> it'd be great. Um, but yeah, in terms of the lyrics and things in it, honesty, um, I feel like maybe this is one of the albums where finally we've got someone who's you know using honest lyrics and not sell themselves out by going too far or haven't you know yeah yeah yeah, it's a, yeah. i i loved i watched a few interviews about like the lyrics and she was saying like oh this isn't ang- this isn't an angry song this is me releasing you know this is a releasing song mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and like i think i think that's something that you know jonathan was saying earlier like it, as a as a male i'm like oh man that sounds so angry but for her, she's like, no, no, I've dealt, I've had the anger and I've dealt with the anger and this is me releasing that. That's mm-hmm. a deep level emotion, isn't it? And a deep, mm-hmm. you know, way of dealing with and then being able to put it in a song mm-hmm. and be honest with it. I, I love that. I just think it is about time. Because even the stuff we've talked about that's modern and we're like, oh, they share their feelings. It still doesn't go to the extent that this um, album goes yeah. to, does it? So. You know, and I think that that also brings up the point how we kind of touched earlier about um, about new metal, which is like a very aggressive uh, and angry, yeah. can be a very aggressive and angry genre on the whole. And mm. while these songs are, they're not the same. I mean, because it's it's intensity versus aggression, and I think it's catharsis versus yeah. aggression. Yeah. Where as this record seems more like catharsis of, like you said, releasing those emotions is what she's talking about. Whereas some you know stuff like new metal stuff is more like stewing and placing that aggression towards somebody um which i think requires yeah. a lot a much different uh, expectation of the listener if that mm. makes sense yeah i get yeah. that mm. yeah what's some of my thoughts about like the um the new metal stuff and when when we were growing up and we like grew up around this music it's interesting how many middle class kids can take on these emotions as like a pseudo thing and I, I heard this quote this week by a guy called rob bell he's like my favorite like spiritual guy right mm. and he said um that his dad used to say all the hippie kids have straight teeth right <laughs> and so what he meant by that was you know all the hi- they're all hippies but they all grew up middle class you know what i mean yeah. their parents paid for everything for them which gave them the privilege then to go oh no i don't feel like that man you know i feel like right. this mm-hmm. and actually like i feel when i was listening to this album i was like ah oh, we pretended we knew what those feelings were like <laughs> and we kind of like played them and we played the new metal thing but we had no idea what actually it was like to feel these emotions mm-hmm. you know what i mean we were just you know the privileged kids that pretended right. that we knew it and so so dealing like thinking about these emotions and not from my you know all the hippie kids have straight teeth thing <laughs> there was was a good experience i think we're much more aware now uh, in the time that we're yeah. in um and we've learned to be more aware in our situations if not we can become more aware can't we mm-hmm. but, uh, that's yeah. the goal sure. you hope to yeah. got any, that's it got to has got any thoughts for us got many thoughts come on guys what an album <laughs> what an album this for me it's in that rare category of almost like a perfect album. Every song for me just hit, just hits in the right place. Love it. There's not a bad one in it for me. Um, I'd put it in my Hall of Fame if we're still doing that. Come on, we are still doing that. It definitely goes in. It definitely goes in. Yeah, just every for me, every song just hits 
Perfect. Like everyone said, I've definitely heard all of these songs on the radio. I was like two, probably. They were going off in 97 or whatever on UK radio, but I definitely remember hearing them. Um, it's just super interesting. You know, everyone's kind of said all the points. I think Forgiven is such an interesting song, listening mm-hmm. to the lyrics. So obviously I've not been growing, I've not been raised Catholic. Um, we've not been raised Catholic, but growing up in church, I can relate. I can relate to some of the things she's she's talking about. Obviously, yeah. Catholicism versus Protestantism, and and you know Catholic guilt and all the the funny kind of trips that come with that, and that aren't quite funny when you really seriously think mm-hmm. about them. Um, yeah, you can kind of relate. You know, speaking about about the dogma, which is right. funny enough, because <laughs> um, she was obviously in, in that film. But just the kind of dogmatic approach to that, and the kind of the whole guilt thing. You know, the lyric "No fun without guilt." I, I've felt that mm-hmm. in church yeah. growing up. So again, I can't relate to some of her things about as terrible as terrible as some of my breakups have been. I can't relate to you all and know and stuff like that, but but that forgiven one I can. Yeah. I can sort of relate to that. So again, just it's good. The sound of this album, like we've spoken about, is just so good. The bass is doing bits, the drums are great, um, harmonica, which is great to hear. It's all mixed really well, um, with the amazing vocals. Uh it goes from kind of playful and light. And kind of ironic, which is nice and fun, to dead, heavy, and and then also heartfelt. Um, you know, from bitter songs as a jilted lover, kind of to one of the sweetest love songs that I think I've heard in a while. Um, I love mm-hmm. Head Over Feet. That's what definitely yeah, one of my favorites. I'm a sucker for a love song. I remember the first time I heard that was actually she was kind of doing a it was like an acoustic version of it on on some talk show, um, and I was just blown away by it. Um, it's just so. So lovely again, super vulnerable about this young woman who's having to deal with being with someone who's actually nice to her, mm-hmm. which is so sad when you think about it, but so nice. And this kind of story that she plays out in this song, and, and you know, in spite of me, you still love me, and that's just love that. So big fan, can't rave enough about it. Um, there's a good quote on Apple Music. Apple Music sometimes gives you a little little rundown of the album. Um, and it's startling observations on the messiness and banality of life. Mm. I quite yeah. enjoy that. This parts of this album are messy, not sonically, but mm. you know she goes into messy areas of her own life. Um, but you're kind of open to it because you're like, oh, I can pinpoint that. I can pinpoint that, and and that's I kind of guess what art is supposed to do. Because yeah. for me, this album is 100 mm-hmm. just art. Um, you know, it draws you in. It makes you reflect on parts of your life. It makes you think about things in a different way. Um, and then, of course, it just it makes you relate. Honestly, loved it. It's a 10 out of 10 Brilliant. all across the board for this album. And it's gone. I've downloaded it. It's gone into my <laughs> shuffle. Yes. I'm going to constantly <laughs> listen to it. I listen to it back to back to and from work for the past nice. two days. <laughs> I'm just absolutely... I'll probably be sick of it now and be like, oh, gosh, I can't, I can't stand that song. But, yeah, just... Put it aside months. for, like, a month and then come back to it and just be like, oh, it's so good! Yeah. Why is it so good? <laughs> That's the one. That's it. The, the chorus to Ironic hits different when you've not heard mm. it in about, yeah. you know, three months. Off. And then you're like, it is like rain on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's so, it's so good. And, yeah, just... I'm so glad this album came up. And I was so excited to listen to it properly. Um, and yeah, just... And I love wow. that you brought up Head Over it's Feet because it? it's, so, it's like so sweet without being saccharine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like yeah. such an honest song, like an honest love song. And I love, like, it, I sort of see it as she's like, look, and this comes back to her being 
extraordinarily self-aware for her age. Just being like, look, mm. I know I'm a lot, but yeah. like, thank you for seeing me who I am and loving me mm. as I am. Like this yeah. messy, complicated person, which aren't kind of we all, mm. we're all messy, complicated mm. people with yeah. all of our own shit that we bring, carry along with us from relationship mm. to relationship and, you know, throughout our lives. Mm. But it's yeah. just, it was like, it's such a sweet song. Like, I, I'm with you, Adam. It, like, that one just gets me. I get, like, a little teary sometimes. Like, if I hadn't, <laughs> if I haven't heard of her in a really long time, I'm like, oh, my God, I love this song. And when you kind of pair it with the, so if you listen to You Ought to Know and you think, well, this, this woman, like, she's been hurt so much mm-hmm. and she's carrying all this and this is a damaged person that we're, we're listening to. And, yes, she's worked through some stuff, but she she sounds really hurt. Like, it'd be really difficult. If you're being honest, it might be difficult to be with this person, but then you kind of hear the journey mm-hmm. that she goes through in Head Over Feet, and you're like, oh, she's found someone. Like, And again, whether it's truly based on her experiences or whatever, I don't think that matters. If you mm-hmm. pair those two songs together, it's a wonderful mm-hmm. journey yeah. of someone being hurt and then being loved. And it's and I think that's... the redemption arc. And I think also that's like what yeah. made those singles work in the way that they, that, in the way they were released was... No one expected hand, uh, hand in my pocket, you learn head over feet or ironic to come from the same person that put out you ought to know. Like yeah. it was, mm-hmm. it was it's constantly like, spectrum. wow, that's Alanis Morissette? Wow. Sounds like she's doing better. Mm, yeah. Wow. Like this <laughs> is amazing. Like she's doing better. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also it needs to be mentioned like having lived through 95, 96. Ironic was such a big song. Yeah. Like so mm-hmm. the video for yeah. it was huge. It was such a culturally uh, impactful mo- like thing. Um, and I, I sent over this morning to y'all, MTV used to play these little bumper videos uh, between like music videos. It would just be like some little minute long nonsense and then like MTV. Um, and they did this recurring character <laughs> with this guy named Jimmy the Cab Driver who's like this weird New York guy, but he also would play like the passenger and the person in the backseat. And they did one where it's the guy doing the ironic video, but like, it's just all these like bizarre non sequiturs that he's presenting as like ironic, you know, it's like, and none of it makes any sense, but you still know, like you still get the reference of what they're doing. And I think that shows like how big that video was at the time and how big that song was. MTV yeah. made an advertisement yeah. for themselves out of it. Yes. Like referencing. Which it. also then advertises the song. Like <laughs> yeah. it just continues this thing. <laughs> and like that doesn't happen. Like it just doesn't happen. That's you it. know? Massive song. So good. Yeah, massive. Absolutely. And it, it's it's big, isn't it? Like it sounds big. I I mean, I've agreed with everything that's been said so far. There's some there's really clever tricks, isn't it? Like Head over feet. It the verses are in C and the chorus is in mm-hmm. D. It modulates every time and it, it's weird, but, but yeah. it's great, you know. And it, it's like a really clever trick to do. And I mean, people don't do that anymore. It just does not happen. And it it does put you in a. It does the same as like what Penny Lane does. It makes you feel something a bit different. You're like, oh, like that that um modulates down right. rather than up, and so and you're like. Oh, I, I wasn't really expecting that sound, but that's made me feel something, yeah. and that's meant. So it's like I'm head over feet, but I feel a bit funny about it. You know, I'm feeling in a funny place, mm. and it it's just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I, I just really love it, and the whole 
the whole album is like that just in in different ways now i i agree that we might talk about this a little bit later but my ears did not tire on this album yeah. um and maybe people's ears may have tired on some of <laughs> some of those that we, we might have listened to this uh this week um i i have one thing that i'm i'm not happy about with this album and Ooh. that is that i would have liked to have heard flea play on the whole album and that is my my only thing and you may disagree but i i really thought that was a great performance by yeah. flea and dave navarro i i can take it or leave it like it was fine but um i really thought like he just does something so funky and so and because it's not as straight it just is a little more confusing so maybe it wouldn't mm. worked on some of the other tracks but it's mm. definitely busier with him on that track i and i think for the best yeah I think that's an interesting take. I don't know how he would fit on, you know, something like Head Over Feet or um, or like a Mary Jane or something like that that's more laid back. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I always appreciated what he did on this track until checking out the isolated bass track, which is like incredibly funky, like incredibly yeah. funky. And I, I honestly yeah, enjoy it funky. more on its own than within the context of the track. Because there are points where it kind of like jumps out in frequencies and does these weird things that are kind of yeah, like kind true. of pull my attention a bit. Um, but it wor- like the whole thing works. That's the thing about it, is, is it just works. Yeah, and and I maybe it's that I I'm not sure I really like the other bass playing as much as I like that, and so maybe I would have just liked to have heard it. You know, I think it never I draws my attention otherwise. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, and I guess like some people want want their attention drawn, and some people don't. You know, they want it to fit in the song mm. for them. I don't. I, w- I, don't know. I wonder but if yeah, bringing I, in I, Flea I and Dave Navarro was like a um, like a business decision of like how can we put as yeah, many ears and eyes on this as we can if we put these other guys mm. on it that you know have some success. Like yeah. I, I didn't see what brought them in on the track. Like what was the no. impetus behind it? Just that like it was them. Yeah, they they knew Glenn Ballard, and so he got them okay. in. So it, it sounds like a business yeah. decision. That like this is going to be the first single. Let's but, give uh, it a big push. Let's give it some star power. That makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, and can't we, argue with the uh, the results on it. No, well, that's it. I'm, I was showing Adam it earlier. I think I put it in our group chat. Then Glenn, Glenn Ballard, even though you don't know much about him before this, like he he was co-writing with Michael Jackson, and he like he did Man in the mm-hmm. Mirror. <laughs> he was play, he was playing on Thriller. Like he he knows what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, his his CV is he's impressive. Not <laughs> impressive. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Um. So and I think it's amazing that you know Alanis talks a lot about like meeting him and like how spiritual that was and how like down to earth he was, like like hair, just like the the vibe that they both had mm-hmm. together. And I you know sometimes you meet people who have. I've done stuff and they get they're a bit too big for their boots, you know what I mean? And mm. and you're just so over them in a minute that you've met them. But it's good to hear, you know, that this guy met this twenty year old girl and was with and wanted to work with her. And you know, her, like just it sounds so holistic, their like writing experience and the whole mm-hmm. album and um, that was done here. Yeah. Which I really love. I can really appreciate. Real quick, who were the two Flea and uh, yes. Dave Navarro. Okay, so I just looked this up because I was curious because I saw when I was looking at the 95 albums earlier that uh, the Chili Peppers actually released One Hot Minute that same year 
And that is the only yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers album to feature, feature Dave Navarro Dave and Fleet. So I wonder if that was some sort of like business, I don't know, like something going on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense because then you're bringing in two guys who know how to work together or who who have experience working together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because because the they basically played to like the demo track and replaced that. Um, so it was kind of built from the ground up around the vocal. So it makes sense to bring in if you know mm-hmm. you know two players who know how to work together, mm-hmm. um, and it and then just see what happens and it works. You know. Yeah. Maybe they were just like in a nearby studio. Also, like very possible. They were down the hall. <laughs> That's also completely possible. Yeah, like, yeah. if uh, that could just be a, a happenstance, you know, lucky accident. Yeah. Very, I'd, I'd want to know. I want to know the story. Where was that. One Hot Minute recorded? Oh. I don't know. Is it on the says. Wikipedia? Let's see if it says. Um... It, it's interesting that One Hot Minute was a bit of a flop, mm-hmm. but they still get together and produce something that is the biggest single of the decade, yeah. basically. Yeah. That, that that is really interesting. I I don't I like the Chili Peppers. I I don't like one yeah. hot minute. I like a few tracks. And I was there. going down the rabbit hole this morning. Um, so they kicked out Dave Navarro because he refused to go to rehab. I guess like a year yeah. after One Hot Minute came out, something around around there. Yeah, two years. Yes, yeah, so it's kind of same yeah, you know two. window of, of of time. And then part of Flea agreeing not to leave the band completely was John Frusciante going to rehab and coming back to the band. He's so, amazing. I love John yeah. Frusciante. Um, it was recorded at the Sound Factory? I don't think In that's LA. where... Well, it might have been. I don't know. Who knows? <gasps> we should find Alanis. I read... Let's tweet so, at her. Yeah, I, I read... <laughs> let's ask her. <laughs> I read somewhere that they were given it and left to their own devices that mm-hmm. no one... You know, they just had their own... I mean, they could have been still in the same building, but like... There was no kind of micromanaging or anything like that. Just, I mean, micromanaging is a strong word, but, but yeah, they were just left to it yeah. really. So, but uh, yeah, anyway, I'd really like to please. It was funkier than I expected. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks ago, we talked about that guy, Adam, who was behind the beat and like how we were talking oh. about how like straight we are as musicians. Uh. Just mm-hmm. like we're just so white. <laughs> we can't. Ever, we can't we can't do anything else on the click rock. Yeah. on the click please yeah that's it we can't play before it we can't play after it but we can hit right. that click you know what I, mean? <laughs> I worked very hard to hit that click <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how fun it sounds but but this was just a good example by Flea I mean it's just amazing and that's a very you know especially in New Orleans like everybody here for some reason is like every musician is like programmed and it's in our DNA to be behind the beat it's just a question of like how far you know, like some of us are really far behind and some of us are just like a little bit. Uh, but it's a very like funk New Orleans kind of thing. I was also impressed that they brought these two guys in who are in this massively successful band and say, here, put whatever you want on this track. And they didn't get a writing credit. I thought that was very interesting also, because I feel like nowadays, you know, if you brought oh, in, you know, two people from a really successful band, they're going to want, you know, equal shares because they've now contributed, you know, integral parts of the song. So I thought that was interesting also. Yeah. That, is, that is a good thought, Jonathan. Because they they would be, I mean, they wouldn't just have like a writing credit. They would be like equal share on it. There'd be like 12 guys. Right, on it, yeah. They? And basically all they brought was the hook or all they brought yeah. is. I don't know, that would also have then shifted the like balance of financial power in Red Hot Chili Peppers because Flea would have Alanis Morissette money as well as Chili Pepper money. Which 
imagine. Who knows? Yeah, they're probably kicking themselves for not <laughs> yeah. taking a chunk of that. Like, yeah. ooh, we missed out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yikes. Oh, well. Yeah. We maybe maybe we'll do a red hot chili peppers deep dive another time. I'm I'm a big fan of John Fashante, so I've I've never really cared about Dave Navarro, but um <laughs> there you go. But that's just my own. I'm a bigger fan of John Fashante's <laughs> plane than I am of the red hot chili peppers. Ah, uh, good yeah. I'm a I go, I go a, with that. I'm a bigger great. fan of everyone in Red Hot Chili Peppers except for Anthony Kiedis. That's where I think I go Fair wrong enough. is I just don't like his voice. Yeah. Oh, you don't like his? I don't like him. <laughs> I've, I've I've heard I st- plenty. I started yeah. reading his biography, right? And his biography was like, I was just, st- I was just wasted for ten mm-hmm. years, and I lived. How great! <laughs> Everyone, else died. Everyone else died around me. It sucks really to be them. I I do it all again oh, the same. I'm like, you're just a, you're horrible. I don't I don't ever want to meet. I put that was like. Page three, you're getting put <laughs> down. Yay. Don't want to know anymore. I've got Thanks. a friend that worked on a um, on a TV series that the Chili Peppers did a thing on. Um, said he was just everybody in the band was incredibly nice and easy to work with, but he was like a monster. Does I he listen it. to Elvenilo? Oh. I'm hoping not. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> if I bring on a slander well, lawsuit. <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, we're, we've taken enough of them on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Neil Young will be first. I've got Roger Daltrey knocking down my door. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. Bring it on. Wheat Bix head. It's fine, isn't it? Wheat Bix head. That's brilliant. Just to, uh, as well, just to contribute something fun, um, just to pick out one lyric that really stuck with me. Uh, On Right Through You, Wine Down 69. I think more songs need a little bit of Wine Down 69. I didn't know that that was such like a... Older. Are you going to say old? <laughs> we didn't invent it. Like, no. But I thought it was I'm such sure like a more a like recent thing and I heard it and I was wow. like, ah. Well, when we were born, it was only 42, <laughs> but it didn't rhyme. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh the uh, brew chew 42. Uh, I... <laughs> That's terrible. Oh God, what? <laughs> Did someone say I am Brew 42? I, I said uh, Brew Chew 42 Bl- instead of Wine Dine 69. <laughs> that is terrible. Brew I apologize for this unsubscribers <laughs> that have just left your podcast. Oh, my oh, wow. God. <laughs> it's incredible. But, uh, Listen. but if more songs could get Wine Dine 69 in the lyrics. Oh, yeah. that, but then we slated, we slated... Um, oh, what, oh I, don't, I don't even know what... Who was it that was talking about 69... A lot in um, who were we talking about? Oh, but they didn't say sixty nine. They were like, "Oh, give me head." Yes, no. Well, it was it was forty. <laughs> it was, it was forty five thirty something, wasn't it? Oh, that no, one. That, oh, it, that was who was, who was that? Uh, Chris? That was Ariana Grande, and she just Ariana halved Grande. it. Ariana. She was just like, the, "No, oh, what did she do?" Ariana can board off it. Anyway. It was two things that added up to sixty nine because she says at the end very helpfully for someone. Oh yeah, like then she's like, "I didn't make sixty nine, and that adds up to sixty nine." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, thank God. you." Have to explain. She's like the count from Sesame Street. <laughs> explain the joke. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, sixty nine. <laughs> imagine, imagine the count doing that song. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the count censored is. Oh, uh, that's the best. I love it. But yeah. I uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed a little bit of Wine Down 69. And I like the way she spat it out as well. That song again, we're talking about kind of intensity. Mm-hmm. That one, mm-hmm. right middle finger to the man. And I, I think That's to, to put a lyric like that into a song shows that she's got kind of a control of 
like a sense of humor. Like you can put like a real scathing, like, you know, F you kind of lyric, or you can like take a really kind of like more humorous approach that maybe works more. It's more impactful in that roundabout way. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, mm. I hate to bug you in the middle of dinner. <laughs> yeah. It's just like dinner. Yeah, it's just like I hate to bug you in the middle of dinner, but you know, like the yeah, her delivery is great, and the her choice is yeah. for using those those phrases and words is excellent. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, so good, so good. Should we should we take a break and then we're gonna talk about chemtrails over the Do country club? Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's what we're here on the day. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do. Amazing. Well, welcome back. We're going to talk about Chemtrails Over the Country Club, which is the seventh studio album by American singer-songwriter Lana Del Rey. It was released in March the 19th, uh, 2021, so just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and this is the follow-up to Norman fucking Rockwell, uh, which came out in 2019. Um, and it was initially titled White Hot Forever, uh, and then it was changed. Um, but um, this is a really interesting album, and the album deals with themes of escapism, love, heartbreak, and nostalgia, uh, while encompassing the Americana stuff that she has always done, um, emotions of delusionment. There's a cover of Joni Mitchell's song for free. Um, and it has singer-songwriters Zella Day and Way's Blood on it. Um, and yeah, this this album was actually massive in this country. It got to, it went to number one straight away. Absolutely massive. And Lana Del Rey is a pretty big deal. Uh, in this country, um, people love her. And, you know, she's known for that um, cinematic sound. And she kind of blends that with, like, this 21st century sound, I guess. Um which actually is not really seen on this album and has more of a sound of kind of Taylor Swift's folklore. It's very quiet, it's very chilled out, it's very, very piano-based. Um, even like that felt piano, soft piano sound is all over this album. Um, and it starts that way and gets a... I mean, rowdy is not the right word, but bigger towards the end of the album and so i wonder whether we go the same way around and jonathan would you like to give us your thoughts on this album i kind of would rather <laughs> y'all go first if that's okay oh, <laughs> i say that because oh, we can do. Yeah, i, we I can feel do. like i know we're coming from different perspectives and i honestly had never listened to land el rey until this i knew more about who she was oh, yes. as a celebrity than actually her music yeah, yeah. so i'm curious mm. to know if you guys have a bigger uh cool a bigger backlog of knowledge and appreciation. I'm I'm not sure any of us do, but I'm I'm happy to. I I mean I I've spent more time with it this okay. week than I have done ever, except for the song "Video Games," which I'm gonna go on. I, I'm gonna. That's a great song. Come on, no one thinks so. Okay, bro, great. <laughs> um, I I. I probably don't want to go first because I think I'm probably I'm have the polarizing opinion. But um, Adam, do you want to go first? Yeah, happy to. Um, I've never been one to really listen to Lana Del Rey. Uh, I know a couple of people <coughs> who are obsessed with her um, to unhealthy level. Um, I'm just, it was... There's a story it in there right. that we need to hear one day. <laughs> but, uh... 
No, there isn't. Well, there's there's no story. It's just they go on a buzzer on Twitter. And I'm like, eh. um, it didn't interest me. This album, her voice and the style that she records in, it's just I don't need the breathy vocals. I don't need the tons of reverb and echo and all that that she puts on her voice. It doesn't. I I don't. I I kind of understand the style she's going for. It's very lo-fi. It's very kind of. She's got a bit of a deeper voice, so I mean, if you want that Hollywood style or whatever it was, but I, it does nothing for me. I don't like it. I don't think she sounds particularly good. Um, it doesn't. Yeah, I, was she? Were there moments when she was trying to be a bit not humorous, but interesting with her lyrics? And it was just kind of. I wrote down and then I deleted it, but I wrote down it was the kind of the antithesis of the Alanis Morissette album, which is full That's of humor and intelligence and you know, well-thought-out lyrics and emotion. And then there's this album, which is kind of kind of half-formed metaphors or whatever. And I just, I don't know, I didn't... Do you, do you not think not. it has that... Um, so I when I listened to it, I heard, like, mm. um, you know, Alex Turner on the last um, Arctic Monkeys record. And these metaphors uh. are, like, really warped to the point where they're talking about space hotels. But actually, like the stuff and some of the Vampire Weekend stuff, it's super warped because it wants you to deep. I kind of felt like that kind of vibe with this. Maybe. But. To be fair, her voice was that off pot, and maybe I just wasn't listening properly. I, I might be wrong uh, on that. But. but but I don't know. Maybe it's the the musical style that she's got because I'm not particularly into a lo-fi or whatever type of album like that. It it didn't. Whereas with the Art and Monkeys, you know, Tranquility Base Hotel Casino. It, it had enough musically for me to be interested and then listen to the way Alex Turner was delivering his fun metaphors about space. Um, but maybe there was just nothing in this album to really, really grab me and drag me out. I wasn't, I wasn't really impressed. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it was just nothing. I'm never going to be a Lana Del Rey fan because I don't like the way she records her voice. It seems like she always does it on all of us. The, the previous songs of hers, like Summertime Sadness and Video Games and that, she does the same type of things with her voice. So you don't like video uh, games just, either? You're not into not that? Not particularly. Oh. I can't really say I could even I sing you the tune to it. I don't think I've ever fully really listened to it. I've probably for heard you, it For you, it's all for you, Adam. Oh, uh, you know what that is? That's someone tr who's heard Morrissey and be like, I can give that a go. <laughs> because Morrissey, while a terrible human being, was actually fairly talented in that respect. Um, and kind of, okay. again, yeah, a Nazi. But yeah, he, he's, he could sing fairly well and hit himself with a flower and it was okay. But I just don't, I, there's no room for it. I don't, for me, I don't. People can like her, people can... Wanted to do whatever to them, but I'm not. Oh, to whatever to them. <laughs> yeah, people are like that, in my opinion. With I, I don't get it. I don't get that really either. But, Grace, any thoughts? Um, I I can't say that I'm a massive fan of Lalan Jarae. I think probably "Summertime Sadness" is one of the only songs that I could pick off and say that that is one of us. I don't think I know the names of any other um, stuff that she does. Um, but again, yeah, there are people who are huge, huge fans. Um. Her voice, I think, feels like a worse version of Florence and the Machine. Oh, that's harsh. That. And <laughs> it depends the if you like Florence and the Machine. The Machine is broken. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, <Okay>. But it's <laughs> it's an interesting. She's got an interesting tone to her voice, and it's different. Um, I don't think she's. I I don't think 
she or this album is particularly terrible. Equally, it's not particularly amazing. I think it just kind of, for me, it just kind of is. It's it's very much background music. I had it almost, I was cleaning the house and I kind of didn't pay that much attention to it because it didn't grab me in any kind of way. It didn't make me think that it was absolutely horrendous. It didn't make me think it was incredible. Um, But yeah, it is very similar to folklore. Um, It suffers because of that, right? Yeah, it, I think it's I think it's you, worse than folklore. I disagree. But I know you didn't yeah. think a lot I of folklore. I thought folklore was terrible. Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. Really well, exactly. Bad. Is it hard to be, is it easy so, or hard to So, because I enjoy zero? folklore, <laughs> um, this is best. Um, <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think the highlight for me, I liked, I'm not sure how you say it, Yosemite. That famous Looney Tunes character, <laughs> Yosemite. <laughs> I think also, <laughs> didn't Donald Trump say Yosemite? Yosemite, Yosemite. Yosemite. <laughs> Did Trump say that as well? Oh. <laughs> On dangerous ground here, Grace. Uh, oh, sorry, Grace. <laughs> Trump over here. I'll just leave to the woman again. <laughs> Um, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be rude to the woman. Um, yeah, be nice to the woman. Say Yosemite and then make um, him cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Right now. I liked Yosemite. That was a great song. <laughs> um, and then for free, even though it's not her song, I thought the piano sounded great. Um, yeah. But yeah, all in all, not nothing stands out about it, but it was fine. You know, if someone was playing it in the background, I wouldn't be like, cut this off. Equally, I wouldn't be like, ooh, who's this? Play that again. You know? I I really, you know, this is such a juxtaposition from Jagged Little Pill. Like, everything that is, like, aggressive and intense and, like, ballsy, for want of a better word, just isn't available here. And it isn't, um, it isn't here. But I... I kind of started thinking about it in like a 2020, 2021 world where like nobody's gigging, no one's doing anything. And a comment that you guys sent over about Jonathan being two glasses of wine deep while listening to it. (laughs) I was like, yes, that's what I want to do. Once I kind of like chilled out and was just like vibing, I kind of enjoyed it. And I enjoyed like the stories and I enjoyed the metaphors and I, I thought it had good hooks I did think it had that um, that Taylor Swift thing where it just didn't keep me interested. So I was like five songs in the first time and I'm like, oh my, I feel like I've been here for 40 minutes. I thought we were close to the end. But then just sitting down with it, I kind of started to enjoy it more. But I, I don't know, I'd listen to this again and I don't think it's better than Jagged Little Pill by a long way. I think Jagged Little Pill would wipe the floor with this album. Um, but I do think it has a very... 2020 sound to it and i think we'll look back and we'll go oh that was the vibe then and that's what we were all doing because no one was leaving the house and i I don't know if that's true but you know we've got this album is so quiet everything is quiet on it like it's so so quiet and like it's not like actually quiet but dynamic range like she's literally whispering and they've bumped it up you know what i mean and and just the I, I really do like soft piano and felt piano sounds, but I am probably getting a bit sick of them. So it is a weird sound, isn't it? And I do I do get that. It doesn't keep everyone interested. Mm. But I but I'll probably listen again. 
There's a saxophone in there somewhere, really, really quietly, but it sounds amazing. Oh, it's, yeah. it's in um, Dance Till We Die, I think. Um, and it's like you have to really listen, but it's there, and it sounds incredible, but I don't know why they haven't brought it forward it's in the mix. It's a weird production thing great. that, like, Billie Eilish, I think, started. And, like, we, we've been doing it for a few years. We've been going quieter and quieter and quieter. <laughs> and I'm... I'm not sure yeah. where we're going to get to, really. I don't I don't know what's going to change, but because honestly, <laughs> this was so... That Silence. first song was so quiet. White Dress was just so quiet. I just couldn't... Like, mm. she's literally just whispering in your ears. And so I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really into that. Mm. But I, I did like the... Uh, maybe, I, maybe I'm a bigger Lana Del Rey fan than I thought I was. But um, And I thought Breaking Up Slowly was a, a beautiful song, like about heartbreak and... I like George Jones. I think musically, I really like listening to that country stuff. Um, and so just hearing a bit of that story and them talk about that was great. And I thought the uh, Joni Mitchell song was great as well. So I, I liked it. But um, yeah, what about you guys, Jonathan and Julia? Uh, was this ASMR? Like the whole whispering <laughs> thing was so weird to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> I've never listened to Lana Del Rey before, so this was my first introduction. I feel like I've heard like little pieces of songs before, and I'm just like, nope, this is not for me. Out, leaving, guy, gotta go, bye. Um, and <laughs> same thing for this album. Um, this was actually like kind of a, it was a pretty painful listen. Like, just did not enjoy it. This yeah, is cool. not my jam. Um, I. Arkansas? <laughs> it's it's Arkansas. Like I don't know why. Yeah. Like she's American, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So mm. she, like there's some of us got things wrong. <laughs> but she's American. <laughs> she she should know that it's not Arkansas. It's Hey Grace, we'd have, we'd have put that out, but now you've made a joke about it, so we have to keep it in. <laughs> it stays. Well Here's done. Here's a mite in Arkansas. Oh no. We're not in our Kansas anymore. No, I would totally be like, oh, okay, that's fair. Like, I would give her a pass if she was not American, but she is. Yeah. So there's like, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Um, that weird. And I don't need, does it, it's not even that it's like trying to rhyme to something, right? Yeah, there was nothing no, rhymed with it, no. Yeah, so there was like no reason for pronouncing it wrong. It's very strange. <laughs> it was a decision. Um, I don't, it was just a choice. I don't choice. know how she got there. Um, <laughs> it's sort of <laughs> kind of, made me think of like a sort of a like a 2021 20, I guess like Tori Amos kind of genre and I've never really been a big fan of Tori Amos either but I would definitely listen to Tori Amos before I listened to this like it just yeah. like mm. did not land with me I did not enjoy it um it was really a slog to listen to um yeah, yeah sorry guys I <laughs> ugh, just not my jam <laughs> Yeah, fair. No, there was just like nothing to grab me. Like you, Matt, you think you, like you said, there's hooks in there for you. Like there were no hooks for yeah. me. Like I think, what song did we get to before there was a chorus? Was it like the seventh song? I wrote song? on song seven, first chorus, and yeah. it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've got a weird taste in music. I'm starting to think this actually, but because I, I don't... you do. Is this the first time you're realizing? You yeah, you like I, French. I pop. love French pop. I <laughs> like, love French music. Exactly. But I, well, maybe I do. All right. Are we talking like MC Solar? Unironically, French, like old no, French rap? But, uh, no, not French. Although I have been, I have been there, but it's, that's not really my. Uh, there's this uh, band called Junois, and they're just really great, really vibey. Okay. And then I, I really like. Vibey. I really like sixties French. 
pop because they're all listening to the Beatles or like yes. some early 70s. And it's just interesting to hear what other places are doing with it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we all know like what America were doing. We all know what Britain were doing with it. But just here, like I think the French stuff is brilliant. But um, I'm the only one. So. <laughs> okay, send us a link to something so I can hear it. Maybe I'll like I it. Well, Junois writes, I tell you, I went to get tickets for their tour next year and they're playing in Birkenhead, all sold out. So that can't be the only one. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're playing, playing over there. there. Couldn't they're get a ticket. Really? I could get a ticket wow. to anywhere wow. else in the country, but not Birkenhead. So Birkenhead. There you go. Where in Birkenhead? I don't know. I, I don't go there. I don't go to Birkenhead. <laughs> Funnily enough, in Hamilton Square, they're, they're playing in my house. <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway and, 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 and I bought all the tickets. <laughs> So no, I couldn't go. Private <laughs> Enough about my weird taste in music that I didn't realise I had. Jonathan, what did you think? You ever get something stuck in your vacuum cleaner and then it just goes like... <gasps> uh, that's what her voice kind of sounded like on that first song. And I just could not get past that choice. Like it was a, It's such a weird thing. Um, <clears throat> it's so specific. It, well, it sounded like it, it something like stuck so, in a it? windpipe. Like it was a, a yeah. th- it, it's a thing. I, I, I just didn't get it. Um, yeah, I get that. It reminded me of like cast off lyrics uh, from like Father John Misty. If you've ever listened to Father John Misty. Uh, so that's what it reminded me of. I was like, this is like Father John Misty, but it is. super toned down. But, but Father John Misty, like. Has he's more interesting. He's more. Yeah, well, that's that's it, the thing that's is he, he's more interesting, and his his writing will like tell a story, or like yeah. explain a place, and you can figure it out. I could never figure out what the topic was or what the journey was, or I mean, nothing ever grabbed me in that sense. Like all across the board, like I just could nothing ever stuck to me except for uh, in the song. Uh, Kim Chosen of the Country Club, she rhymed jewel and pool in chorus and a verse. And I was like, you, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. Um, <laughs> I, I thought this was hard. You know, one of the things that I really, that you guys really nailed from the get-go is like, it's so the opposite of Jagged Little Pill. Um, mm. I could never pinpoint any single emotion that she was trying to convey on this record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Jagged Little Pill has every emotion. Mm. Um, mm. And this just, it felt like kind of an exercise in um, malaise and boredom, like an apathy. I just couldn't tell what she <laughs> cared about. Like, mm. There's definitely a numbness throughout, yeah, I think. Yeah, everything seemed very numb. Um, that's a, a, a perfect, mm. uh, a perfect uh, description on that. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't find any emotion in it. I couldn't find uh, anything to connect to musically. I can't recall, because I listened to it again while I was at my desk the other day, I couldn't recall a single lyric or melody on that record right now. Like, not a one. Mm-hmm. And, like, nothing stood out as, like, this is, like, the one that grabs you, this is the melody that grabs you. And it's funny, because, like, Jack Antonoff, like, has his hands in so many hits and so many, yeah, like, yeah. pop hits especially like that's like his bread and butter, and I like I question what he did here, because um, it seems to be the antithesis of his normal, uh, his normal thing. I think you know I I get that it's a, a breakup album, and there's no shortage of, of of sad breakup albums or 
uh, intense breakup albums or breakup albums that, you know, can paint this beautiful picture and these beautiful scenes. Um, and you can connect in all kinds of different ways, whether you're feeling that same emotion or just experiencing it as a listener. Um, and I just don't see where this connects at for any of that. Um, I was really surprised at how little I picked up from the record. Um, yeah. I thought it would make me feel, I thought it would give me some kind of extreme um, uh, connection in one set, one way or another. Like, you know, I, that's fair. And I just, I, I got nothing. And that was the weirdest thing for me. I, I just, I couldn't get anything from it. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I thought that, yeah, it's hard to, um, I was just thinking like, if apathy is an emotion that this album holds, it's hard for you to <laughs> grab hold of that. Right. Because you just end up feeling, I mean, she might not be doing that. You know, that might just be our, like, I was just then starting to think, do you reckon it's possible to do that? Like, to be apathetic on a record? And I don't, I don't know really. But, I, um, I think so because, you know, and I feel like it's possible to do that and also connect because so much of, especially early nineties stuff when like, you know, they started calling, you know, using like the slacker generation and things like that. Um, mm. You know, you could look at like lyrically Kurt Cobain, you know, the, even just the concept of well, yeah. never mind. Yeah, that's, that's the most apathetic thing in the world. Yeah. And like so many of his lyrics are like, Oh, well, whatever, never mind. Like just the whole concept of whatever, which is itself but very nineties. Yeah, like that is apathetic as it gets, <laughs> but there's, it still but carries emotion to yeah, it. There's still connect. a feeling to it. Yeah. yeah. It's a good explanation right yeah. there. Good, that good is good. Job. Thank you. Good job. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. For someone that like totally skipped over grunge, like you kind oh. of nailed it a bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it, it makes me curious to go check out her other stuff just to see how she got here and like what connects on her other stuff that's carried her through seven albums. Well, that's it. Mm. Yeah. I think we're gonna have a lot of artists, right, that that get back in five years and will not tour any of this stuff. You know what I mean? Won't mm-hmm. that like I I so just on the Taylor Swift thing, I know we keep going back to it, but I, I really liked Evermore. I got to a point where Evermore was mm. interesting and great songs on it and you know, there was stuff folklore I just did not get at all and it had this similar soft piano thing. And I, I just don't see these people filling stadiums and doing those songs because they're and they might get their acoustic guitar back out and like do do it in that part of the gig, but they aren't. They're not gonna do it like this, you know. They're not gonna perform these songs like this. And so then I kind of wonder, like, what, like, what was the point? What are we? Do, why? What are you trying to get out here? And I wonder what. You know, there's loads of bands that have done it in this last year, just brought out really weird stylistic choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder when we get back out what it's going to be like. You know and I mean? sometimes it lands like the new Weezer record. Yeah. Where they like brought uh, out which this. Which Grace hated. Oh. <laughs> you got real self like sour face for a second when you said you did. <laughs> 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 really, like, puckered, like angry Sorry. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, the new Weezer yeah, record. Is. We actually watched a live stream it's, last it's night. They did it with the, the, the LA, LA Philharmonic. Philharmonic like in, nice. a, uh, in the Disney. Ooh. Theater uh, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like a, orchestra that's cool hall whatever those are called i can't think of it i'm sorry i'm brain dead um um, and it was wonderful it was lush and beautiful and the the songs are like classic rivers cuomo pop like just 
gets right in your ear and doesn't leave, and you're like, oh yeah. But That's like not does. an electric guitar on the record, which is like, yeah. but all, and also like they were supposed to go do this big stadium tour and they had a whole other record ready to go. Then That's they can't it, do yeah. that. So you don't really want to like just let that record go. So they finished up this other thing. I think what you might see going forward, like, and I think you're right on like Taylor Swift can't do in a, a stadium tour for those records. But what would be really cool is to do like, a multi-night stand at a theater in a different city and do, you know, mm. two or three shows where it's just those, you know, yeah, those performances. Because, mm. like, mm. it's like, you know, when Tom Petty did um, did the uh, the Wildflowers album, uh, they yeah. didn't really tour it the way he ever wanted to because they were always having to do, like, stadiums and arenas and these big things, and you can't really do that stripped-back thing. So, like, his plan mm. when he died, unfortunately, was, like, they were going to do a theater tour just doing that material, like a stripped down, smaller capacity, maybe two or three nights in a town, uh, you know, a much more intimate thing. Like the Ryman nice. as opposed yeah. to whatever their stadium Like the Rolling is. Stones uh, hmm. did this a while ago where they would go to a city, they would play the stadium or the arena one night, then they would play like a theater the next night, yeah, and then they yeah. would play like a club the next night. And all the oh, sets nice. were different. So you'd have like your big hits, maybe you're more like, you know, some big hits and some like, you know, kind of random Deep stuff. Cuts. And then you had like a blues gig in a small club. Uh, nice. So mm. I think that would actually be a more interesting thing to return to, because I think with kind of the corporatization of things over the last you know 20 years, all that stuff is gone. Like tours yeah, are always nice. packaged tours now where the three or four bands on the tour have the same management um, you know, no one ever has a local open for them anymore. Um, no one's doing like surprise pop-up gigs, like at a small bar, you know, the next night, like those things never happen anymore. But, yeah. and back in the nineties and beyond, that was like commonplace stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, that um, was it, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think that kind of thing would be great to come back because would I want to pay 200 bucks to go see a Taylor Swift arena show? I don't know. But what I be more inclined to go pay to go see her in like a theater doing like a strip down thing yeah probably yeah hmm. I, I think as well if, if you can take anything out of a pandemic and everything being shut off the demand for something like that if you're looking at it very cynically and commercially if i'm a the manager of taylor swift i'm like well people are starving to see live music so we can absolutely mm -hmm. market this yeah. people want to see her people want to see any live music so Whereas it wasn't commercially viable for us to put on a small little set, you know, in a little little mm -hmm. club, why not do it now? Because people will go and, mm -hmm. and see yeah. it 100%. So definitely, and mm. yeah, definitely. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I, I think it's interesting that we're doing this in the pandemic anyway, talking about music, you know, mm. because we just don't experience music in the same way. And like, mm. or it's interesting to see, like I really, another of my, musical loves is like post-rock ambient music i love that stuff and so maybe that's why i like this record because i can just i can just chill out to it and enjoy that kind of stuff but but you know when they tour it they do it really interestingly and really differently yeah um and it's not it's obviously not the big gigs or whatever mm -hmm. um and you don't get a stadium tour of ambient music but, no. <laughs> <laughs> but i would yeah. like to see how it's done um but yeah so i guess we're all gonna say that we preferred jagged little pill yeah. Over <laughs> Lana Del Rey. And, yeah. and I think I would still say the same, 100%. even though I enjoy it, the Lana Del Rey record. Yeah. 
course. Yeah. So if you know we had to delete one from all existence, it's kind of a no brainer, really. <sighs> Sorry, Layla. Yeah. It's gotta yeah. go. And cool. So we should do some ratings for Jagged Little Pill. And Adam, you said it was going in your Hall of Fame. So does that mean it's a and you said it was a perfect album, mm-hmm. so it's just a five from you. Perfect. It's a five a gold five. Big fat five. Five jagged pills. <laughs> All in a bottle. Come on. I'm gonna Something go. I really just dis- sorry, go on, Jonathan. I was gonna say I'm gonna give it like a four point eight. Only because wow. the only one I didn't think was a great song was the last song in the record. Every other song I was like, this is a classic song, great song, brilliant. The last one was like, it's good. Doesn't quite knock it out of the park, but I think it's it's good. Nice. Mm. Julia, what do you think? Um, oh, I should have thought about this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say like, uh, I'm going to give it a five. Give I'm going five. five. I'm going five. It's so good. Oh. It's so good. Come on. Um, Brilliant. So even good. the song that I'm not a huge fan of, I'll still listen to it. I don't care. <laughs> and that's a good album, isn't it? Yep. That's my least favorite, but it's still a banger. Yeah. yeah. I still love it. That's it. Grace, what do you think? I'm going to go, I mean, it's going to disappoint you all, but I'm going to go like three. Mm. I think Ugh. I'm a bit more Don't disillusioned than, than you guys. What? It was good. Um, I listened to it again. But I think there, there is better. If we're thinking this in the grand scheme of things of like all the music that exists. Mm. Oh, well. There's, oh, well. Like, there's <laughs> definitely better. I'm, I'm very, ris- I haven't had any fives yet, I don't think. <laughs> Well, I wonder whether you're gonna have any. And so, so this, so I can't give this one a five now. <laughs> you can't. There's no time like the present. Embrace it. You're not even giving this a four. That's it. If you're not even gonna give this a four, mate, you're you're not getting anywhere near a five. Let me tell you. Absolutely not getting anywhere near. What? Because she's Just not. She's not beating Aretha Franklin. Aretha oh, Franklin yeah. is going to forever oh. be in my bar. Yeah, she's okay, forever okay. gonna be in my bar. I I think she meets I, that bar. I think so too. I mean, that's great for she you. Hundred percent meets it. <laughs> Good for, but you. for me. <laughs> I, I can't argue with that. Okay, uh, fair enough. We've had your rating, pal. We moved on. Yes, yeah, I've been done. I've been stitched, stitched like a kid. I probably um, I probably go a four point seven. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I. Don't, I don't um I don't think I'm gonna listen to Jagged Little Pill for a long time. And I know that's a bit like funny, but it's maybe it's just not my vibe and so I'm just judging it based on my But a four point seven. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> I I've got a problem because I started giving things fives when they weren't really fives and I've screwed mm. myself over basically. So <laughs> now now I need to re- backtrack and, you know. So just chip flag. off no point three. <laughs> I might just yeah, go back and edit them without anyone noticing. <laughs> Brilliant. Guys, it's time to quiz. What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. Yeah. Woo. Oh dear. Come on. Woo, 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 woo. And you know, last time, I mean, we don't want to go there, but 
It was a brutal, <laughs> brutal murdering of me and Grace <laughs> against Jonathan and Julia. They absolutely battered us. But it was a Beatles-based quiz, you know. And so... Mm. It was know, all Jonathan. That's expected. And you've got to be a good host at the end of the day. That's it. Valid. Hospitable. That's <laughs> got to be gracious. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time Grace will ever say in the quiz you've got to be gracious that, that, that ain't coming again that ain't coming again brilliant so what we're going to do is we're going to have Adam and Grace versus Jonathan Ooh, and Julia alright um, and I'm so glad you said that because I was really panicking like she asked me to do a quiz and I thought I have nothing and I cannot pull this out of my ass again again I've got no idea sorry go on and so um Adam and Grace, you might just want to get the group chat going and you might want to chat over there. Because sure. I'm not going to put you in a Zoom no breakout room just every time you want to chat. Um, <laughs> and so this is the quiz. It's called Ironic or Chronic. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Okay, okay. And, so, <laughs> and so, I mean, definitely in Liverpool, if something's chronic, it's just a bad state. You know what I mean? It's a good slang word. Like pain. I thought we were going to talk about Dr. Dre. I know. I was like, is it going to be like, who said it? Who said it? Alanis Morissette or Dr. Dre? Dre. (laughs) I wish we'd have done that. Oh, missed opportunity. That would have been good. Well, having done some of those who said that, you find a note. It's hard to find bad things people have said, like just really crazy things. It just doesn't happen anymore. Mm. But anyway, you know. So in 2015, James Corden and Alanis Morissette updated the lyrics to fit 21st century problems to ironic um and so i'm going to give you a 21st century um ironic updated lyric and you need to tell me if it's ironic which is that what they thought it was or chronic which is one that i've made up okay Okay. so really you don't need to have any knowledge (laughs) so it's just a (laughs) so you know (laughs) So, so this is just purely based off the item with James it Corden is, yes. and all that. Great. Okay. Which I don't <laughs> think any. Have you seen that, Adam? I've. That's why I'm sure I watched the new Head Over Feet. Now it Ooh, was a long time Adam ago, so I'm not sure I actually remember any of the lyrics. But I have confidently texted Grace. I've always loved you, Adam. So, I looked at it today and went, so I what, watch that. It, and then I kept scrolling. Oh, you blew it. <laughs> it's not worth a watch, to be honest, except for this quiz. <laughs> it's, apart from James Corden being super smug for no reason. Like he always is. Okay, here's your first one. Okay. Everyone understands, right? We're all good. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So, uh, a non-smoking sign when you brought your vape. Is it ironic or is it chronic? It's not who buzz first, so you can both have an answer. Okay. I think so. Okay. I think so. Me and Grace are. Come on. Excellent. Everyone got their answers. Okay. Uh, Grace, do you want to say what your team has decided first? <laughs> what Adam decided is. Ah, uh, uh, throw him under the, the bus straight <laughs> away. Wait, no, hold on, but you agreed. I meant that he was a clever one. All right, fine. Me, the clever one, decided (laughs) that it is ironic. Okay. Jonathan and Julia? Also ironic. You are both correct. Well done. Hey. You're welcome, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's the next one. A member of Peter wears leather shoes. 
Let's say that. Oh. Jonathan, do you there? going to say chronic. Oh. <laughs> Did you give it okay. away? <laughs> hey, that's, no. you're helping. No, no, not at all. Adam, what did you say? Uh, we both, me and Grace basically texted each other at the same time. We both said oh, chronic. Interesting. It was a beautiful moment. You are both correct again. All right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Tell you what, brilliant. This is going to be sad if we get to the end of it and you both get them all right. <laughs> okay, next one. It's a Snapchat that you wish you had saved. Snapchat is dead, man. I hate Snapchat. I actually deleted Snapchat because Grace deleted Snapchat. And I was like, come on. Come on. I'm into cool that. kids are doing it. That's it. Don't, I'm deleting it. Yeah, no, don't. Trendsetter. Don't put her as some trendsetter. Trend like some everyman. Trend I'm not having setter. that. Mute him. Stop it. Mute him. <laughs> the way you <laughs> shouted <laughs> down that mic, Grace. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Grace, what did your team decide? We decided ironic. Oh, we did. Jonathan, Julia. We also decided ironic. <laughs> this is the US quiz. Because... <laughs> It is uh, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Who's coming yeah. across a mug now? It's me. There we go. Is it now you or is it James Gordon? Well, that's it. We'll find out. It's always James, always James Gordon. Always. Hey, I like James Gordon. He's doing something for, the, for those chubby fellas who are funny. You know what I mean? He's doing something for us. You know what I mean? Let him be. He can do whatever he wants. All right. Okay. Um, it, and... You know, just on the whole, um, chubby fellas who are funny. Never been called him, have I? Always been called whatever that other one is. Tell you what. I'll do it. I'll do it. I can't even remember his name, so it's not even interesting. <laughs> Who's the one that I used to get all the time? Um, Jack Black? No, well, that, but Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah. I used to get that a lot when, uh, like, uh, yeah, when The Hangover first came out. Yeah. I was at a Chicago yeah. Cubs baseball game in like, states away. And this guy was like, hey, hey, it's the guy from The Hangover. I, I look nothing like him as far as I'm concerned. But you should go with it. Do you I, go I with did. It I took several pictures and signed several <laughs> Chicago Cubs tickets. That's what I would do. And I can't do. spell Zach. Could you, no, could you spell it was just Z, Scribble, G, and a bunch of Scribble Scratch. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. I'd be curious to know if they ever like tagged him on Facebook in the photos or something. But yeah. <laughs> That'd be That's so good. <laughs> Brilliant. So, uh, here we go. Next one. It's currently a draw, and it's a 100% record. Well done. It's said through gritted teeth right there. Uh, <laughs> it's a man who sold his Bitcoin because his wife said he was wasting it. Um, I've lost where who went first last time, but I think it was Grace. It was us. Yeah, so Jonathan, Julia? Uh, we're going to go with Chronic. Okay. Adam? Flip yeah. Um, invest wisely <laughs> is what I'd say. Um, it is, but it is, it is Chronic. Okay. Well, you're both correct. Well done. All right. <laughs> Flip an egg. Um... <laughs> Do you the have a tiebreaker? Flat Earth Society. So I do have a tiebreaker. Uh -oh. Do not worry. Do not worry. 
the Flat Earth Society has members around the globe. If you, am I right in thinking that you guys are scanning the lyrics for? No, 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 no not no, not literally. I mean, like scanning, as in like oh. the the um syllables. I Is am, anyone yeah. doing that? Oh yeah, I, I definitely. <laughs> a little bit of that and I saw Adam's and head not going. To give anything away. Oh, I didn't even but, think but about that. Rhyme scheme is what I'm really like, looking at. Flatter society has members <laughs> around the world. Like it totally could work. <laughs> We're making that into a jingle. That's it. That's going in. Please take <laughs> our, par our parody of ironic. Okay, so right. <laughs> Half our work done for us. Brilliant. Um, Adam, was it you first last time? I can't remember where we're off to. We went first last we, time. Cool. Jonathan, Julia. I have one job. Adam, what do you <laughs> think? We're, we're going to say chronic. Am I right there, Grace? We're going to yeah. say chronic. We're going to say chronic. That's what that's the consensus mm -hmm. we came to. What about you guys? We also said chronic. <laughs> the four of us are texting each other the whole time. <laughs> like, this is a really cool joke, guys. All right. Not to brag, Matt, but we've got our own group chat. Oh, it's been for a long time now. See if I can. I see. They've joined your, they've joined your Wirral Club, but I haven't, eh? I see how it works. Yeah, I see. Because I'm the only one in Liverpool. Take your French pop music. Shove it up your arse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next one. An old friend sends you a Facebook request. You only found out they're racist after you accept. <laughs> oh. And it's not a royal, Adam, just so you know. <laughs> Definitely is. 100% would be related to the royal family. And this, yeah. is, this is the last one. I don't know. So Every it's all on this. Well, it's not because you're both going to get it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. valid. Yeah. Cool. My wife just. Julia, what do you think? So smart. <laughs> uh, we think chronic. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna gamble it. We're gonna bet it all. Grace, am I right? Just before, just to do a live one, are we gonna say ironic? Mm -hmm. Because I think mm -hmm. you said it, and I agree. Oh with wow, you. okay. <laughs> but I know I fully agree. With you. I would have said it too. No, I'd have said it too. Yeah, I'm not yeah. throwing you under the bus. Mm -hmm. I'm sharing mm -hmm. the bus. But well, I can tell you that one of you okay. is correct. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm going for who wants I to be a millionaire. I want that show. Come on. Oh. Um, and the winner is bringing it back, Adam and Grace. Well done. Oh, oh. Come on. Yeah. It was part of the original hey. song. Congratulations. <laughs> <Harder> <laughs> victory. Yes. But I, so the reason we went it. with chronic, <laughs> Julia had a really good point, which pretty, I thought it was good. I said I thought that um, like mentioning racism was like too intense for James Corden because he's pretty like <laughs> yeah so he's not as vanilla as Jimmy Fallon but literally yeah <laughs> no true Jimmy Fallon just cackle and laugh a lot <laughs> Becky's been That's watching she's been binging Jimmy Fallon right and I'm like why right. <laughs> like what like 
surely the binge finished that day you're know, like we're still on it we're still doing it <laughs> this didn't scratch the itch there's like only the one, one reason you watch <laughs> only one reason to yeah. watch jimmy fallon is the yeah. Roots. yeah that's pretty much it it's yeah. your quest love and that's it well kudos congratulations y'all. yeah brilliant well done thank you and thank guys you. it means we're gonna have to thank all get you. together again yes to, to do it again uh, settle yes. this Love how we plan Would that. you like to do the tiebreaker <laughs> while we're here? Yeah, let's do it. Come on. Yeah. So the closest wins. What percentage of the song of the lyrics in ironic are actually classed as ironic? Which which <laughs> I hate that we're talking about this because I hate people that talk about that. But um, this was like so. What percentage? This was always like a big like conversation well, that was... when that song first yeah. came mm-hmm. out. Ooh, percentage. So you'll need a number, a percentage. Oh. And I'll have to do some maths if it's close, which will be difficult. How many situations are in the song? There's two per verse, I think. <laughs> and all the choruses are as well. Oh, don't. What, are you Googling this? No, I'm Googling the lyrics. Oh, oh. my goodness. I'm not oh. oh, wait. It's oh. Not, <laughs> we're not on, I'm not on the Wi Fi. You got to just think about them. I like the fact that I you totally just sold it. Yeah, I was going to say, I appreciate your willingness to snitch. Listen, Grace has been cheating at the quiz for months. And, you know. hey. and she still hey. loses. So hey, Grace, not... I, was, hey. I was thinking, oh, of course, I, of course you guys won because Adam always wins. That's just what happens. It doesn't matter how, Adam always wins the quiz. You know? so, sorry, Grace. I'm Took that away from you. Ma'am. I'm thinking maybe um, 40. They can hear you. 40%? Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's your answer? Do you, do you, that's what I'm... <laughs> it's, it's how funny. do you feel? It's really okay. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> You're like, I can't look at the lyrics. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to say Are you 40%. Going with 40? Less than half. Cool. Brilliant. I feel like... Um, Grace? Um, we think 20. Oh. oh, are you going with that yep, one? Oh, I gave you two options. No. Oh, my gosh. No, it's ready. Okay. Wow. Because I read I this it was thing. Or I read a re- Well, it was one review, so, you know, I don't know. But there was just, like, slate in the irony saying that, like, it's not actually remotely ironic. Just hipsters, honestly. <laughs> Adam, do you, do you want to change your... So, just to re-go over the question, it's how many of them are yeah, ironic are or ironic. aren't? Oh, yeah, 20. <laughs> yeah, 20. Do the math. Sorry, yeah. No, I mean, good. I haven't checked, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. it's just a number I picked off the internet, but apparently... 85% are classed as ironic. What? And they're situational, so it may not be like, you know, your classic irony. But that means, you know, Jonathan and Julia would have yes, got it. Yes, so, you would have got the tiebreaker. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, now it's tied. <laughs> That's no, well, it. it was, <laughs> totally good. You guys totally won. It's fine. We're putting the trophy back in the mail Don't take this Monday. away from us. <laughs> you should have it in like two weeks. Thank you. <laughs> What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. It's quizzing time. So next week's album are Kate Bush, Hounds of Love. And Californian Soul by London Grammar. Come on, London Grammar. Mm-hmm. Big boy album. Can't wait. Adam Space. <laughs> and we have a special guest next week's episode. Another special guest two weeks in a row. Can't believe it. And so that's going to be great. Um, Adam, mm. last week you said <laughs> that you were going to give us an inspirational quote at the end of every episode <laughs> from now on. There weren't quotes, there were affirmations. 
Uh, Affirmations, that's it. So would you like to give us one? Yeah. May, Without looking at your phone? <laughs> I, let me... Just think of something nice, Adam. I, I hope you wake up <laughs> knowing that someone is head over feet for you. Oh. That your life isn't ironic. Right. That you... We don't see right through you. No one sees right through you. You are visible. You are present. You are beautiful. You are loved. <laughs> <laughs> real put me on the spot. I'm so, gl- I'm so glad we're doing this every week. I'm not. <laughs> every week. It's just going to be hard if you're going to have album. to tie it in. It's just prepare to be balls. inspired as balls. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just be so inspired. You're going to attack the week. Come on. Likewise. Even though this comes Always out on a, a Tuesday, pleasure. which is, you know, the week's already started, but still. Mondays do count. Mondays, Mondays do not count. All right, Garfield. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Adam. Mm. Jonathan and Julia, it's been so great having you guys. Would, for, for people, come on, for people who haven't heard your podcast, which I mean, what are you doing? surely there's nobody left, right? They're all listening. But could you tell them like what, what you guys do, what the podcast is yeah. about? Yeah. Well, at the start of uh, lockdown, I did a ranking of 223 uh, songs recorded by the Beatles and put them in my own personal ranking. And every week uh, we have a different guest on to discuss uh, the next song in the ranking, uh, a history of the song, why we think it's ranked where it is, everyone's uh, connection to the Beatles' uh, music, uh, obviously, like we said, it's called Ranking the Beatles. Uh, it's available everywhere podcasts are. And I do have to say, when I look at our analytics and I see that a quarter of our listens come from Great Ooh, Britain, come on. I can only on. attribute it to our relationship with come some on. very specific Liverpudlians. <laughs> I'm not talking about the four lads from Liverpool. <laughs> the lady that used to work with. <laughs> I'm talking about the beautiful folks of Elvin. Yeah. So. Come on. Wow, so kind, so kind. Check out yeah. Ranking the Beatles. It's so great. Thank you. you guys do such a great job. I feel like, you know, <laughs> we do a lot of messing around <laughs> and talking about ridiculous things mm. and we do a little bit of analysis <laughs> on music. But you guys really do a great here. job. On no, no. There's, a, there's not a whole lot of polish going on. That's why I, that's why I listen to Ranking the Beatles. I'm like, this is a slick. It's good. It's, it's, it's good. And then ours is Thank you. just good fun. <laughs> Well, it's all, they're both good fun. No, no. <laughs> no, yours is good fun because I but feel t- like you're all friends and you talk to each other as friends and it, it kind of makes the listener feel like they're at a table in a pub mm-hmm. with you, yeah. like as part of the conversation. It's so nice. Like it's because we can't hang out with our friends because we're in the middle we'll of the be pandemic. Your friends. So it's nice to have, yeah, it's like nice to have that normalcy of like a friendly conversation and people just like riffing on their bullshit, talking about some music, making each other laugh and having a great time. And, that, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the vibe that I, I hope comes across in ranking the Beatles in our conversations with our guests as we try to make it, uh, you know, a friendly personal thing and not so much like a Q and a like interview. Like I'd yeah, like it that. to be like a conversation, like what we do yeah. with, with y'all. So it, you know, yeah. yeah. Come on. Very Thanks, brilliant. Appreciate it. I think, I, th- I think we're going to change the name <laughs> to riffing on. All <laughs> that's a yes. <laughs> I, I prefer that. That should be like, just like your subheader. Elvin Yellow. Riffing, riffing on, on our bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's a great like tagline. Riffing on our bullshit since 2020. <laughs> Come on, get Take that it. on a that's, t-shirt. That's yours. And it. if you're in America, get it on a sticker. Yeah. 
what, I tell you now, watch Julia sue us in five years when they said we could have it in him. I'm going to be kicking myself we'll like flea friends. that I didn't like copyright that. Sweet, sweet Elvin Elo, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> no match for that sweet, Brilliant. sweet ranking. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> so you're rolling in yeah, donations. <laughs> That's it. You, you don't get rich off podcasts, do you? I'll tell nope. you that now. Just rich in Come on. Amen. Aww. Amen. <laughs> I mean, guys, if, if people want to find you on social media and things like that, so they can find your podcast wherever they yes. get the podcast, right? But if they want to, like, find out more about you guys, how can they do that? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Ranking the Beatles, Facebook at Ranking the Beatles, or Twitter at <laughs> Ranking Beatles. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. And, uh, I did it. <laughs> Twitter is obviously a more conversational uh, thing than our Facebook. Tends. Well, our comments on Facebook, on the fa- on, on the posts, are where the conversation happens. But yeah. Twitter is just kind of more of a free-for-all. We'll talk about anything on Twitter. It's absolutely yeah. bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, we need to go there. Oh, so our Twitter is dire. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why we can't do it, but we just... We don't have anything insightful to actually say that's what we found out. Is, oh, we you know, I, I feel like I goofed. <laughs> I fought against starting a Twitter for ranking the Beatles for a, a good while because... I had my personal one. I had one for my band. I, I, and I was just kind of like Twittered out. Um, but That's the it. Beatles fandom on Twitter is so great. Um, and they it's it. a lot of like younger people, like people our age, people your age. Oh, nice. um, and so like Brilliant. the conversations are really fun and like thoughtful and interesting. And no one's just like, That's not what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's way more fun uh, than I thought it was gonna be. So I'm glad that we're there now and it's a, a fun little place to be. So I encourage you to we kick the uh, Elvanilo yeah, Twitter yeah. in the butt and get back on there. Yeah, it, it is on there, just nothing has happened for since we started. <laughs> like literally yeah, no one's done anything, but we we will do it. Yeah, sounds good. Amazing. Well, if you're still listening, I mean, this is definitely the longest episode of Elvenilo there's ever been. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, thank you. Thank you for listening. It's been so great just to be chatting, having a good time. Um, why don't you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already? If this is your first time, you're so welcome here. And we love listening to music with you and just having a good chat. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Elvenilo. I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, your handle is? Uh, at Adam Courtney 95 and Grace, yours is? At Grace underscore Salmons. Brilliant, brilliant. And so you can go and grab a T-shirt on Teespring if you want to, but I mean, we'll, we'll have new catchy slogan ones out soon, you know, riffing on our <laughs> bullshit. So wait for them. Uh, and leave us a positive review if you can on your device that you listen to us. So that just means other people like you can find out about the podcast. And so mm-hmm. if you enjoy it, please give us a positive rating. Uh, and the best way that you can spread the good news about the podcast is by just telling your friends about it. Uh, and, you know, we just love chatting and we love this little community that we've started. And meeting you guys has been so great, Jonathan and Julia. And like just sure. being yeah. friends with you guys, I'm just so great. I mean, even if this is the only thing we ever get out of it, it's just been so worth it. And mm. so we're so buzzed right, about for that. for sure. Mm. We're so buzzed yeah. about that. And so, um, yeah, so we want more people, you know, more friends and more just... Uh, Riffing on the bullshit. I hasn't been laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. More friends well, riffing on bullshit. It's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, anyway, there we go. We're then. We'll see you next week uh, for a fresh episode. Uh, but we hope you have a great week. See you soon. Bye. Bye.